Back. So I only have audio and like in the left uh, in the left can. And the guy who fixes this is on a very well deserved vacation right now. Like he has just redone the entire building, like all new furniture, paint, carpet, the whole thing. He oversaw the whole operation, and it took like three months to get everything done. And so they were like, "Man, you got to go take a break." And he did. Like Grant needed to get out of here for a week. And the furniture is fantastic, by the way. Just yeah, yeah, we absolutely love every piece of furniture. I have sat on everything already. And I've already said, and not sarcastically, I've said, I love my new office where they put me and how they set that thing up. I, I love it. But, like, the guy who fixes this won't be here for, like, another week. And so, like, I'm not going to be able to hear everything. Is this a headphones issue or do you think it's an audio jack no, issue? No, it's an audio jack issue well, because I plugged my headphones into another, you know, another uh, another console in the building and it worked just fine. I was going to say you've got one over well, here. Well, I right? would love to do that. But the problem is, is that that microphone has not been calibrated for air ready, but my cord won't reach. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, if you move your body over, I mean, this is just a Band-Aid solution. No, I I, I hear you. I want to do that. But see, like, because of how poorly this room has been set up, like, I can't look at these computers that I need to do the show and sit over there at the same time. I can't do that. Do you want to, during the break, we'll move the whole operations towards the middle? I'm just trying to come up with something that makes it work. If you want to move the whole operation, I believe we got (laughs) to actually. Trying to help. We have to tell other. The radio stations we might be looking for work. Oh, oh, you mean just the computers? In just the, thing. the computers. Oh, the I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if they'll drag over to the I center. Think, I think we can move them. They're on arms here. I mean, right. I think if we like give it a little push, and we should be able to figure something. Out. I feel like uh, what I'm going to do is just going to put my head down and be the broadcast professional. There I've it is. Know, I've been known to be my entire career. <laughs> at no point is this going to derail the whole. None. Thing. Never. Okay. Right. At no I'll point. Will, at no point will this get so annoying for me that I end up screaming about yeah. how much I hate it. Okay. All no. Right. I I promise. <laughs> well, well, then I guess we are all systems go then, buddy. How are you, buddy? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Nothing too eventful yesterday. And actually, I guess the thing that I will talk about, it is eventful, and it's coming up this Saturday, a buzz bin, Ohio Championship Wrestling. Yeah, I got tagged in a bunch of tweets yesterday. Yeah, dude, things are starting you, to get you, interesting. You tell your boy Juice Jennings to leave my name out of stuff. Well, I'm just going to tell you right now, dude, Juice Jennings, he... Uh, he, he How was, did you get us wrapped up in like, in, in like an Ohio wrestling thing? All right, so Ohio Championship Wrestling, I've been working with this organization for about the past year now. Um, It all started at an anti-heroin event that they do every year, and it's kind of turned into me hosting their events. So that's been really cool. They've got this arena up in Akron. Um, It's awesome. I get to pretend like I'm a pro wrestler. I get to go inside the ring and like kind of you know do that. Uh, But things have gotten intense between me and one of their superstars, Juice Jennings. Yeah, he's not happy with you. He's been on the Stansberry show before. He's been, you know, he's been a guest of the program before, Um, but no, he is not happy with me, and uh, I talked about it previously. I mean, he was standing in the ring listening to the podcast, like you know, just I mean, dude, it was actually pretty well done. It, uh, it the hatred, do- the hatred for fans. Oh, like that's amazing. Like, dude, Ohio <laughs> Championship Wrestling's been a thing for like twenty years. They find, dude, the first thing they do and do well, it's the hatred of Phantom, which I support. I like it. So, so, um, I guess Juice Jennings, he's got a match at Buzzbin this Saturday. Um, the event's gonna be awesome. I can promise you that. Like, it's gonna be outside on the uh, the outside stage. This is um, out back of Buzzbin right. right now in that brand new like patio thing he built. Right. We're gonna have the ring set up. We're gonna do the entire thing. I mean, there's gonna be an end. Entrance ramp. There's going to be, you know, the whole thing. Championship matches and all that. I like uh, it. But I know Juice Jennings does have a match Saturday night with Electric Jake Ely. 
and uh, and uh, he said he's got a message for me. Wait a minute. Wait, said, wait, 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 back up, back, back. I I need to go back to Electric Jake. So like, <laughs> wait, 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 back up. Because dude, when I was growing up, it was Jake the Snake, right? And you just called this guy Electric Jake Ely. Is it Jake the Eel? No, 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 no. It's just Electric Jake Ely's his last name. And um, but does he have an eel? He oh, brings no, to the. There's no eel. Oh, dude, somebody, <laughs> can we get Jake an eel? Dude, $20 million. Somebody find me an eel, and we'll give it to Ohio Championship Wrestling. I'm sure nothing bad happens he's, from that. He's a Canton native. He's a recent graduate of Spinebuster University, and if anything, he's going to kind of be the, uh, you Dude, know. Maybe he should have tried Kent State <laughs> University. Maybe he should have tried that one. If anything, you know. Malone, I guess, maybe. I guess he's going to be in there kind of as my stand-in, you know, fighting Juice Mount Jennings. Mount Union would have been a good choice. <laughs> Juice Jennings said that he's got a message, and he's going to uh, he's gonna call me out on Saturday. So I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Does this end with you in a headlock or being body slammed? I hope not. I certainly hope not. I, I mean, uh, are you going to end up an OCW wrestler? I do. What am I? I'm 33 years old. There is no way at this point I'm going to start training to be a professional wrestler. You have the t-shirt no. collection to get it done. I do have the t-shirt And the mic skills. If anything, it's really the only thing I bring to them. And I mean, I think that's kind of why they like me there. You should like, be the Vince McMahon of that. The, like the, the general manager owner role, something like that. Well, I've been talking with the Ohio Championship Wrestling officials, and uh, there's announcements to be made soon. I guess. Interesting. Yeah. That's not the best way to, you know, <laughs> to start your foray into the into the management circuit is by, you know, to be cutting out one of one of the one of the Ohio Championship Wrestling's biggest stars. Been an hourly employee my entire life. Finally get to management. It's for Ohio Championship Wrestling. Right. Right. For for a wrestling league that needs to clear out an elementary school gym to wrestle, yeah. What's the story with you, buddy? What do you got? I can't hear anything is the story with me. (laughs) Can't hear a goddamn thing. No, all right. So, like, I asked for the public's help last night. Okay. All right? I was, uh, dude, I I have reached, like, the point again where it's like, I don't know what to watch. And um, and, and I know, (laughs) what a first world problem, right? Right. But, like, every television station on the face of the planet, all, like, HBO's everything. I mean, you've got Netflix, which is every movie. The internet. Right, exactly. I I can't find anything to watch. Right. But okay. I go to bed kind of early, and so sometimes I go to the bedroom way early, and like I like to be in bed by like eight. Like I would, like ideally, if my night can go right, I want to be asleep from eight to four. If I can get those eight hours, oh, it's great. Now it normally ends up being nine, nine thirty to four. And I say that's great, but it sucks. If you have to get up before 5 a.m., it's the worst. There's never a time you're not tired. You just constantly have a layer of like, oh. Yeah, I I remember Howard always talking about that back in the day. And I remember thinking before I started doing, I was doing afternoons. I was like, you whiny crybaby. It's not that big of a deal. And now I'm like, yeah, it is. Even if even if you get six hours of sleep. On, and you wake up at 6 a.m., that's way different than getting six hours of sleep when you wake up at 4 a.m. It is. I, it's, I agree. It's, it's a different agree. Thing. There's just something about the hours in which you're doing it. And so I ask people, I'm like, look, I just, I, I'm, I'm finding nothing to be interesting on TV. And I was like, and so I asked for the public's help. And you always have to put disclaimers up when you do this. I said, look, no superheroes, no Orange is the New Black, because I hate that show, and nothing with vampires. Like, right? Like, nothing. And sure enough, it's like everything people are nominating to me, I've already seen 10 times. Like, people have said to me, watch The Wire. 
Like guys, oh. the like, dude, guys, The Wire has been listed as like one of the five best TV shows in the history of television. You don't think I've seen that? Now, there's going to be stuff that's worth going back for that you might not have watched the first time around, but it's The Wire, exactly, dude. I mean, it's not, it's not. Hey, The Sopranos was good. Right, dude, <laughs> so, thanks. Right. thanks. Like, that one's pretty obvious. Hey, Seinfeld was pretty good once about. Yeah, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not knocking anybody, but like, you know, it, it just. And then, you know, people kind of came after me for the no superhero thing. Like, I turned on The Defenders last night on Netflix, which is like one of these like Marvel right. superhero shows. And I heard like the one guy who, who with the Fist of Fury or whatever that guy's name is. And he was like, the first line of the show, I think, is like, I'm hunting down members of the hand. And I was like, I turned it off immediately. I was like, oh my God, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. It's like, I'm over the Marvel superhero. I'm over that whole thing. Yeah, I like Luke Cage. I thought that, that was, was pretty, pretty good. good. But everything else in that, that Jessica Jones was and, uh, just okay. I mean, I it wasn't like bad, it was good. but it was just okay. And like all that stuff is falling very flat on me. And so, like, I'm kind of bummed out because I, I didn't, like, somebody, all right, so somebody said to me, watch Disjointed. Which is this new show on that? It's like a Netflix original about a marijuana dispensary. Okay, Kathy right. Bates in it. Kathy Bates okay. is in it. Now I like her. I've always liked Kathy Bates, and I find her to be a pretty good actress. Okay, I'll tell you what Disjointed is. Disjointed is WKRP in Cincinnati. I like it. Now you think you do? I like WKRP. I know you did. Okay, <laughs> right? But that's the thing. Is like they're both, and I'll tell you exactly why they're the same show. They're both based on like the hot business of the day. And in the 70s, radio was like the hot business of the day, and everybody wanted to be in on it. Marijuana is the hot business of the day right now. So everybody wants to be in on it. And it's got every standard marijuana, you're a lazy stoner joke uh. built into the first two episodes where it was like, this is the most lazily written show I've ever watched. It's just, I mean, it's just all reliant. On like the lowest common denominator marijuana joke, and I felt like that was a little unfortunate because there's the, like weeds didn't do that. Like weeds, yeah. had a, weeds had a little bit of that, but it was a television show. Now this is a sitcom, and so you're always going to get that with sitcoms, and you're always going to get the stereotypes there. I mean, yes, a, a marijuana show is always going to have a little bit of like stoner humor. Fat chicks that go up there, like Melissa McCarthy, are always going to have to do fat chick jokes. Like that's just, dude, show me right. the next Asian stand-up comedian that draws no attention to being Asian. Right. And, but uh, yeah, that's always going to be a part of it. But that can't be the only thing that you do. It kind of felt like that was like the only thing. Like. Like there's, okay. And there's like these two slapstick characters on the side of it called Dank and Dabby. Oh, and it's like a black guy and like a white girl and they're in a relationship. And dude, here's oh, the thing. Geez. Dude, she's like, she's funny. The chick who plays this Dabby chick is funny. But Fantone, she's one of the ugliest people you've ever seen on TV where it was like hard to watch. Like, honestly, it made it hard to watch. Wow. Like, I feel bad saying that because I know what there's women right now listening going, you sexist pig. And I guess maybe you're honestly in this one part of the show you're you're gonna be kind of right about it because dude she was a hard view like she's hilarious so like as i was like trying to fall asleep to it and wasn't necessarily staring at the screen i was laughing at her because she was funny like there were definitely parts of her funny but honestly when i turned around i saw her i was like oh my god like i can't i don't know if i could look at a person this ugly for a half hour i don't think i can do it i mean i guess that's saying something kathy bates is in the show it's not like she's like a looker but no but so talented and you know her to have done so much good work that yeah i mean yes there are women who can be great in things that you don't want to have sex with 
You know what I mean? Kathleen Bates, definitely one of those women. I um I saw some funny, I saw this this morning when I woke up, this Stansberry comment thread going, so I went through it and was kind of like looking up TV shows or whatever. I see this one dude mentions that 70s show, My Name is Earl, Undercover Boss, Dirty Jobs. I'm like, why are you, why, why on earth would Stansberry be like, yeah, you know what I really need to binge watch is Undercover Boss. What, what are we talking right. about? I mean, bro? guys, like, like dude, I, I'm, I'm savvy enough to know that Undercover Boss is staged from the very beginning. Well, and it's, it's savvy enough to know that it's a thing. It's not like somebody needs to say, "Yo, Stansberry, you know, you know, Shark Tank is a thing. You know, that's a thing, right?" And like, why would you binge watch that? I mean, I'm not a binge watcher, period. But of all the shows you could binge watch, are you really going to sit there and like just tear off seven episodes in a row of Undercover Boss? So there, right, no. Like, who's, no. Who's sitting there doing that? I, I'm surprised you didn't freak out over the guy who said I should watch The Big Bang. The theory. Big Bang Theory too. <laughs> why not, dude? Just sit there, Sheldon doing his thing. Yeah. No. I so. I, I need to ask you this because I think he didn't know, but a friend of mine actually reached out, two of them, my friend Nikki and my friend Marty both reached out to me yesterday and said, look, if you're really looking for something good to watch, watch Handmaid's Tale. Do, do you know where that is? I think that's a Hulu thing. Yeah. I think that is. Okay, that's what he thought it was. And so I don't have Hulu, which kind of bums me out because apparently what Handmaid's Tale is, the religious right takes control of the government. Like, like, dude, religious weirdos take over the government, and dude, young women became become handmaids, and dude, apparently, women hold them down, and men have sex with them, but a man's not allowed to touch them. Jeez, like they're just allowed to have sex with them and for procreation, and it's like the awful life of what happens when like religious weirdos take over the government. Which I was like, well, I wasn't really looking for for true life drama, but, 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 I, but, I, but apparently, if you got it, maybe I want to watch that. So, I, uh, man, Hulu, huh? Yeah, I, uh, I, I canceled my Hulu. I do not have Hulu either. Um, there's a couple of good things on Amazon Prime. I know you don't have that either. I don't want to like, rub it in your face. Man in the High Castle was that's, pretty good. I did good. watch that. Red Oaks is good. Um, What's Red Oaks? It's this. Uh, it's like this like sitcom about this 80s... Um, uh, what do I want to say? Like country club and the kids that work there. It's kind oh. of Caddyshack-ish. But oh, I would like that. Yeah, and it's I mean, and it's got like that '80s cheese on it, but it's not too much. Um, and I am in the middle of watching, and I think it's pretty good so far. Um, I don't know if you watch Westworld on HBO. I gave up on Westworld. Like there, I, I was wa- I was watching it, and then I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> and like there was yeah, just, there's confusing parts, but I mean, you know, there was times where I was like. Oh, I, I have to watch the same scene six times in six different weeks, and, and, and I, I'm not into it. It's got Anthony Hopkins, Ed Woods is in it. It's pretty. I mean, I know I, that guy I, from Here's in it, right? That yeah, Bruno, Bruno Gunn. Bruno yeah, Gunn is in it. Pretty and decent, I, I think. I like him. Yeah, I mean, dude, look, it's not that I hated it. It's just it wasn't for me. I mean, it did very well for HBO. I know they're coming back with another season. Um, it just, but it was not for me. I did not really care for Westworld a whole lot. So I don't know. I'm still suffering with. What to watch? People say Master of None on Netflix. He kind of drives me nuts. What's that guy? Aziz Ansari yeah. or whatever. He kind of drives me nuts. I, you know what I mean? He's one of those people that I, I feel like people skyrocketed to fame. And I, I, there's just something when I feel like you skip over the steps of what it should take to get you where you really are. That I kind of like. I, I want to personally knock you down a bit. He's good in stuff. I don't know if I necessarily look at. Him I don't as want being him to like be. Yeah, guy. I like him. Yes, absolutely. As an ancillary can, uh, character, I love him. If he has to carry the the, the major load, I'm not going to be a huge fan of that but you know i i don't know but yeah uh guys i've seen big bang theory though like, yeah it's out there <laughs> I, I i have i have seen that we started the show out yesterday with a pretty weird story about a guy shooting up the bmvs and uh, apparently he's cop to it we'll give you that next on rock 106 rock 1069.
And welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9, 8 o'clock. We'll send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's your first keyword time is 8 o'clock. Check out Coldplay in the weekend, a bunch of others. Jordan writing in says, you guys are exactly right about being tired all the time when waking up before 5. I'm an iron worker, and I'm working currently at Cleveland Hopkins, and I commute every day from Dover. We're Jeez. working over 60 hours a week, and there's not a time when I get home that I don't just want to pass out. It's true. It just happens. Well, that dude is way more tired. That's than what I said. I was way like, dude, more. I wrote him back, and I was like, man, I was like, dude, your job's physically hard on top of waking up early. Like, so yeah, I would imagine you're constantly tired. Like, our job's not physically hard. So yesterday we were making you aware that there was a uh, there was a couple of shootings at BMV locations. And then there was a story in the news about a church on fire in Marlboro Township. And now a 49-year-old Hartville man has copped to all of it. Uniontown officers responded Monday night, apparently, to the Hartville hardware. Or the other night, rather, sorry. And uh, they received a call about shots being fired at the windows of the store while an employee was inside. And apparently the night before that, they they were at the same store for a vandalism complaint. And somebody had tagged a store with graffiti and the like. So they went and did what they always do, which is looked at some surveillance tapes or whatever, and they got some images of the suspect and a white Ford Ranger. And so they put a bolo out, and then the suspect, Richard Rhodes, was arrested during a traffic stop. Police found a 22 caliber rifle, several realty signs, and a Hartville equestrian sign that had been cut down. He admitted to spray painting the logo at the hardware store on Sunday and then returning Monday night to shoot out the windows. But then during the investigation, Fantone, they learned that Rhodes also then was responsible for the shooting out the windows at three separate Bureau of Motor Vehicle locations Monday night and Tuesday morning, Cuyahoga Falls, North Canton, and Barberton. Now, I had suggested yesterday that I thought that 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 sounded to me like a disgruntled employee. But if you're going to add in like the church lighting on fire in the hardware store, probably not. So he had also claimed to have shot at the Ohio Department of Transportation building on Arlington Road in Akron. And the ODOT garage on Mount Pleasant Road in North Canton. Jesus. And the window of the Ohio State uh, you know, a patrol vehicle, which has been parked at the Canton, at the Canton uh, location here, which, again, we said yesterday, I can't believe he got away with that. Rhodes told investigators he was responsible for setting fire to the St. Nikolai Orthodox Church in Marlboro over the weekend, causing nearly $80,000 in damage. So what I believe we're dealing with here is a guy who wanted to get caught for something. Like, there are sometimes people want to go to jail. Like, or, or uh, you know what I mean? I, I know it sounds crazy, but there are definitely reasons for it. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, people find themselves in plenty of bad situations where I was just like, dude, jail would be easier than this. I, I'd like to know what this dude's situation was. He's been cooperating with uh, police thus far, has not given a reason for the shootings or other crimes he claims to be involved in. Uh, he's facing a bunch of charges, obviously, felonious assault, and, you know, improperly handling a firearm in a motor vehicle, vandalism, receiving stolen property, discharging of the firearms, and a bunch of other stuff. He's currently being held in the Stark County Jail in lieu of $50,250 bond. I don't know why they wouldn't just round it up, but whatever. $50,000 bond and an initial court date has not been set as of yet. Yeah, I, I, I wish I could put my finger on what's going on here. And, you know, I mean, most news stories two weeks from now you're never going to hear of again, and you're never going to, like, get the get – the, real like you know complete picture of what you wanted i hope that's not the case with this because honestly i want to know like why did this guy do all this when it was just bmvs yesterday i was like all right maybe it's either disgruntled employee or maybe it's somebody that you know what they hate the government 
And this is like the, the this is like a section of government you can reach with your hand. And safe and easy and right. like right, okay. They're all right there. There's a million of them in any town or whatever it is. So that's a government body that you can reach. I thought that was it, but now you start throwing churches and hardware stores into it. I I, I think it's something beyond that. I mean I, I I'd like it has to, to know, be. I'd like to know what the vandalism was. I, I just want I, I mean I just want to know why this guy did all of this. It doesn't make sense. It's not like any of it. If there was like a common thread amongst all of it, then you could be like, well, boy, he really didn't like this. Right. I don't know what this is at that point. You know, I've heard of stories before where people have felt compelled by their drug addiction that they can't get sober, that maybe what you do is you just get yourself thrown in jail and you'll have to get sober in there. Yeah. Um, You know, I've heard of that. Um, I know there's healthcare issues that sometimes will make somebody want to go to jail because, you know, they'll supply that kind of stuff. So, I mean, maybe it's that. I don't know. I mean, it's just a very strange thing. $80,000 worth of damage to a church, though, in Marlboro Township is terrible. Yeah, I remember hearing that story. Never did I imagine that those stories were all connected together. Read them both yesterday. Right. Didn't draw the line between the two there. There's a new movie coming out, and already comic book fans are freaking out and saying it's going to be the worst thing ever. And I think you got to just calm down. And I'll tell you why next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. We'll send you out to Las Vegas at 8 o'clock for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your first keyword of the day. If you're a parent of a college student and you're sending them off to Kent State, I have fantastic news for you. That will be at 7 o'clock. Fantastic news if you're sending your kid to Kent State. You're going to love hearing that. Warner Brothers, Fantone, and DC are in the early stages of releasing another Batman Universe movie. This time, it will be a standalone movie, uh, I guess, like the origin story of the Joker. And so my guess is that Jared, is it Leto? Jared Leto and uh, Margot Robbie will be in this. And at first, I was like, why are you going to do this? And then I thought, well, because of money. Right. (laughs) Like like the same reason why everybody does The same reason I woke up at 4 o'clock today, for money. Right. And so they got Todd Phillips, who wrote The Hangover, to co write it. And um, I guess the guy that wrote Eight Mile, Scott Silver, uh, him I don't know, but Todd Phillips is, has written a couple of decent things. And Phillips will direct it. And Martin Scorsese, of all people, has like wow. signed on to help produce it. So I don't know. I mean, you ever watch a movie or a TV show? They list a thousand producers. Some of them are just literally like, I'm just giving you money to turn this into a product. Exactly. And some people are creative producers. My guess is Scorsese at this point is just going to be a money producer in this. So I don't know if his name being attached to it actually lends the credibility I want it to have. Yeah, I don't know if that holds any weight or not because, you know, it's it's definitely with all these superhero movies, any of them have the potential to be a moneymaker. I mean, that's the truth. All of them have the potential to flop out as well because it's like, dude, you're making so many of them and they're all so low quality. Copy of a point. copy of a copy. But at, at the same time, I mean, if this one happens to be the one that catches fire, then like, well, yeah, if you're Martin Scorsese, why not throw a million bucks at it and 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 you know, yeah, I mean, he's got more roll than the dice. Money. He's there. got more than enough money to take a few risks with it. You know, um, I I I liked it. I'm a huge Batman fan. I always have been. Right. And, uh, you know, I grew up a huge fan of the brand and, uh, you know, I was in like what seventh grade when like that Michael Keaton movie came out. And so like, you know, I, I totally understand all that. Right. But this would have been a great origin movie if Christopher Nolan was still behind the Batman movies and we had Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. I'm not sure Jared, like I saw that suicide squad movie and it was a horrible movie. I mean, it was 
terrible. It was honestly, it was uh, it was a two hour music video. Like that's all it was. It was just a music video. And but now Jared Leto wasn't the reason why it was bad. But I'm not sure his version of a Joker is enough to like keep me interested for an hour forty five. Two and a half. What? Well, I mean, it's a superhero movie. If we're They're keeping on like, par, oh, it's gotta yeah. be two and a half. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it'll be two and a half hours. And Suicide Squad wasn't dark enough for like a standalone origin movie of like if you read the Killing Joke, which is where Heath Ledger drew inspiration for his version of the Joker. The first chapter of that book is the Joker raping Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Like that's how the book starts. That's um. They've got the animated version of that on HBO now. You should check yeah, that out. Yeah, I did. I yeah. I watched some. I haven't finished it, but I have watched some of it. It's, uh, or you know what I mean. I, I kind of started it and then turned it off or whatever. But it wasn't the worst. But I'm not. I don't. Martin Scorsese has me interested, but if it's just money, it's not going to come out cinematic the way he would make it. Um, but I'm sure that you know he's not just going to start throwing his name at everything. So I'm sure there's a That's little fair. bit of a little bit of faith in the system there of like, hey, this is going to turn out in a way that he at least approves of. Um, I, I, I mean, I agree with you that Suicide Squad was not very good. Um, I did like the stylings of the Joker in that though. I thought it was cool. Like I thought it was like a different style of of character because you look at the Michael Keaton version and Jack Nicholson and and like that was like the the stereotypical like Prince of Crime where like he was wearing you know clothes were put well together. He had like class and like a little bit of like charisma to him where you know Heath Ledger's version was much darker, much grimier, much like much more off the streets and I feel like Jared Leto's version was kind of the insane joker. Right, like that over the top after like, you've been in Arkham. Right. And I okay. thought that was cool. Like I thought that was like and and that's the thing is with all, right. all these stories it's a all, solid argument. And all these all these, you know, superhero things where it's like, well, you grew up with these characters, you know these people, you know the or you feel like you have a relationship with Batman, feel like you have a relationship with the Joker. These movies and stuff aren't always for you necessarily. No, they're just, not. Just because you have this idea of what the Joker is supposed to be. That- no, that's just it. Like I, like I did think about that when I read this article yesterday. I was like, well, I'm kind of mad. And I was like, well, wait a minute, dude. You're 41 years right. old. What are you right. mad about? Right. Like, dude, you're you're not supposed to be excited about the Joker movie coming out. You're supposed to be excited to take your eight year old to it. Like, this isn't for you. I think I think it, you know, and it's anything that gets remade, whether it's Batman or Ninja Turtles or Spider Man or whatever we're talking about. People just hold on to this, like, well, this is how it was when I was a kid, and it's like, well, if that's what you want, if that's really what you want, go throw the Michael Keaton version on, bro. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Just but you're, every 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 storyteller, whether it's a comic book writer, a movie director, whatever, they're going to have a different spin on things. I, I don't understand why it's like you're ruining my childhood. Well, just go watch the Michael Keaton version. Well, not only that, you don't realize that what you watched as a kid was being remade of something that came before it, too. And it probably- right? Like, you don't think people in the 90s were pissed when Batman looked the way it did and it didn't look like the 60s show? And it probably it probably sucked. It probably doesn't hold up. Like, people were like, oh, my gosh, you know, He-Man, that's what cartoons were cartoons. Go back and watch an episode of He-Man. It sucked. It was terrible. And, like, we just all put it through this rose-colored glasses of nostalgia of, like, oh, it was the best and the greatest of all time and everything was better than Okay. All right. Dude, Arrowhead has to sell Thundercats t-shirts today, dude. Like, how is dude? How are they gonna stay alive if Thundercats isn't like the hot thing to buy? But you're right.
I guess I'm being told that the creators uh, of The Killing Joke have come out and said that they did not intend for that scene to infer rape. Well, I read the book. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it was definitely I mean, I mean, it was the point of it, I right? I mean, I'm pretty sure the word was used. Like, so I, I don't know. If, uh, maybe the cartoon didn't mean to infer it, but the guy who wrote the book definitely meant to infer rape in that. If you're sending your kid off to college and they, you happen to have chosen Kent State, you're going to love what I'm about to tell you next on Rock 106. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 7.45 will set you up with tickets for the Stark County Fair. Oh, yeah. And we'll get you into the Demolition Derby. Oh, oh, oh yeah, we Now, will. here's the thing. I want to make your I want I want to make sure you are appropriately ready to attend such an event. So when you come here to pick up your Stark County Fair tickets, I personally... We'll rip your sleeves off. Linda at the front desk, she's got a spittoon. You don't even have to worry about it, That's though. That's it. Just spit right there, no matter. Come on now, start counting fair one time. That's uh, that's honestly, that's what we should have given out. Uh, honestly, is Stark County Fair tickets. We'll give you a, a w- w- with a side pack of Sarda tickets <laughs> <laughs> and some Kid Rock T-shirts. You'll be good to go. Dude, we gotta get it together. <laughs> off the rail, seven oh six. You know, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Star County Fair is like, hey, thanks, thanks, thanks. guys, thanks, thanks. They know. They I mean, they, come they, on, they not know. Come on, exactly. They know. Everybody knows. And here's the thing: none of us are not that person. Wait, we're all that person. I'm 300 pounds. If I go to the fair and you're standing behind me when I'm getting elephant ears for six, and they're all for me, <laughs> you're gonna be like, geez, look at the man. He was right. Sandra was right. Look at fair people. I'm no better. That's why I feel like it's all right to make funny. Do you say this is the demolition derby or is this the uh, the 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 the? Uh, oh, I, dude, pick whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> whatever gets me, whatever gets me out of them faster. You yeah. know, I I know demolition derby. I got to keep it strict. Yeah, we got demolition derby and we got tractor pull tickets. So we'll do demolition derby first. Tomorrow night, your Ohio State Buckeyes back in action. Uh, they take on Indiana for the first game of the season. You'll Jeez. be able to find me. I'll be at TD's Tailgate Grill and nice. they're uh, in their Lake Cable Jackson location. Ah, the new one. There. Right next to uh, right next to Fiddlesticks. I'll be there from seven thirty to nine thirty. Now, here's the cool thing: two dollar Coors Lights, and you get to keep the Ohio State glass. Pretty sweet there. That is cool. And we'll be getting you hooked up with Ohio State tickets for a future game. So you'll actually go to a Buckeye game. That is cool. So that'll be pretty cool. And um, since Scott, the guy who owns that place, is a good buddy of ours. He's got like the Mexican restaurant right next door. Oh, three yeah. gringos. Oh yeah. And apparently he's got the El Diablo challenge. And apparently it's like some like hot burrito challenge, right? Okay. And the, I don't believe there's a time limit, but you're not allowed to drink anything. And so he wants me to do the maiden voyage of the El Diablo challenge. Jeez. And he wants it Facebook live. Jeez. Which I found interesting because none of this was agreed upon <laughs> with the Ohio State promotion. But then he asked me to do it afterwards. I was like, yeah. I was like, I get, dude, you're trying to get some, you know, some attention to it. So I, I will do it. The so El I've, Diablo challenge? Yeah, I have to do the El Diablo challenge. El Diablo. Now, I did, I did draw a line in the sand. He was like, you know, we'll have you wear a sombrero. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. No, no, no. A, I won't wear a sombrero because, well, A, I would never wear one. And B, you can't do that anymore on Twitter. Are you kidding me? Twitter will have me as the most racist man in America. Look at him. He's appropriating Mexican culture. He's wearing a sombrero. I, I'm hell no, I'm not doing that. No ponchos, no sombreros, nothing. Nothing. Just burritos. Just burritos. I am willing to. I am willing to do that. 
I can't believe that college football starts tomorrow. tomorrow. Um, I uh, tomorrow, it's crazy. I know there's probably new people to the audience right now. You know, never listened. Yeah, Fantown's going to get up on his hill about how he hates Ohio State. I, I despise Ohio State, my least favorite team in all of sports, dude, in the history of sports. That includes the Golden State Warriors, dude. I absolutely despise the Buckeyes. Um, are they going to be? Dude, that all right? All right, all okay, that. All right. that right there is crazy because the Golden State Warriors had one time stood in the way of your favorite sports team mm-hmm. ever winning the championship Multiple and yet times. and yet you and yeah and then you hate, but you hate Ohio State more there there's a healthy rivalry with me with the Golden State Warriors where it's like I hate them but there's a little bit of me that respects it and like gets it um my my hatred for Ohio State is illogical never will somebody be able to be like yeah but they're really good and you can see this and blah 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 doesn't matter what evidence you put in front of me doesn't matter what you say to me I will always and forever hate Ohio State just college football is. fans are unhinged oh dude uh, they're the, the most insufferable people on the face of uh, the planet they're the worst I mean, dude, that's more than vegans. That's more than CrossFitters. That's more than Reformed Christians. That's more than newly sober people. No, they are. They're dude, bad. Of college, dude, Ohio State fans are the worst. I don't know if it's just Ohio State fans. I think college sports fans are just, like, absurd. But I will say, I've always said about Ohio State fans, it's like, you know, you take it so personally and you can't spell university. So, like, I don't, like, what the hell are you getting so hot and bothered about it for? Um, I, love, I love when college sports fans try to... Uh, have this, you know, this this sense of, oh, we're better than you, you pro sports fans. I can't believe, oh, you're just watching those guys out there play for millions of dollars. And it's like, well, dude, you're watching those guys get exploited out of millions right. of dollars. So, like, who's worse here? Right, right. What's the difference? This air of superiority where it's like, oh, we're so much more refined and we're so much better than you. Shut up, dude. If the college game was superior to the NFL, why are none of the guys ready to play in the NFL when they get there? Right, because the game's so much better? Oh, yeah, the game's better. Is that why every quarterback being drafted is? Well, he didn't play in a pro system. He's never took, He didn't never took non-center. Is it because the game is so much better? Really? That's your argument? The game's better. They're playing that's why, for the love of it. That's why none of them are ready to play when they get to the NFL. Got it. Got is, it. is Ohio State going to be good this year, though? I, I genuinely, yes. okay. Yes, they I, will be very good. Okay. I believe they will contend for a national championship. They are the number two ranked team in the nation. Okay. And I believe that they have one of the best elite coaches in college football. Now, here's the problem. The Big Ten's filled with them now. The big, I do Penn State's going to be good. Do Michigan's going to be good. Like, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan, like, dude, that game's finally going to start to matter. Because Michigan's going to be really good this year, like really good. And they're going to continue to get good, which is only good for Ohio State. I want Michigan to be good. I want Ohio State-Michigan to be the most important college football game played every year. I mean, the rise of tide lifts all boats, and the better your conference is, the more of an opportunity you're going to have to play for a championship. So, yeah, it makes sense. But keeping with colleges here, I got great news if you're sending your kid off to school and you picked Kent State. Okay. Listen to this. A new ranking has Kent State. Listed as the 11th safest college campus in the entire nation. It's also now the safest school in the state of Ohio, which if you're 11th overall in the nation, probably not hard to imagine you'd be the number one safest school in your home state. So that's pretty great, right? They're saying having a safe and inviting campus community is one of the university's priorities, and this ranking reflects the efforts of students, faculty, and staff, as well as the Department of Public Safety's community partners in meeting with that goal. That was... uh, that was their police chief. 
They have programs that include uh, crime prevention, awareness campaigns, safety walks, and physical plant reviews. And it also uh, conducts bystander intervention training and emergency exercises. But if you're sending your kid off to school, I have to imagine. I mean, I don't have kids. Well, yeah, and I mean, I know everyone's going to be like, oh, college, it's a safe space. But like, yes, I mean, you want... No, but I I don't want my kid being raped when they go. Well, and and I'm glad you kind of, you know, go there. Um, Somebody that's very close to me actually was like brutally victimized on the campus of Kent State. So there's a little bit of me that like has a hard time separating the story I know versus what you're hearing here today. But nobody's one individual case is ever going to tell the complete story of like I was say, what, what happened somewhere. So I like, mean, I could point you to people who live in neighborhoods where you and I live who have been robbed and we haven't. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, right, and right, so right, like, right. I can't demonize the whole city. Um, it's just it's just one of those things that I, I hope nobody's lured into like a false sense of like, well, yeah, I'm sending my kid to Kent State, therefore I have nothing to worry about with my college. No, freshman. I mean, dude, well, I I would think most people who have kids smart enough to go to college understand that you're safe nowhere. I, I mean, go to Kent State. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to uh, not Kent State, but it's not like it's like this like you know prestigious university that nobody you know. All right, yeah, uh, that, I guess that's fair too. But like, I I would imagine most logical people understand by now after raising a kid 18 years that your kid is safe. Nowhere, and I guess you can't do the high school teachers bang your kids. Your kids aren't safe in high school. And I guess a part of that too is like, as as the eighteen year old, you hear this story and you're like, oh, dude, yeah, it's a safe campus. We're gonna be fine. Let's go to the, you know, let's go here and let's, I, you know. Now, th- now you do bring up a good point there. As, as new college students may hear this headline, maybe read the headline and go, oh, and will will it lead to some teenagers leaving their guard down walking around campus? Maybe, but that was gonna happen anyway because you're eighteen and you think you are you're invincible are. and you're drunk. And you know what I mean? And like, and, and you're away from your family for the first time. I mean, I remember when I went to college as a freshman and like how exciting that was. And like, I was looking for trouble. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I was out there trying to find, make stuff happen. I don't happen. live at my mom's anymore. Right. It was just so amazing. And so like, and there was young people everywhere and everyone's doing drugs and everyone's getting drunk and everything was, everyone's having sex and it was so wonderful. And why don't we go back to college, bro? What are we doing with our lives right now? None of those things are safe. <laughs> not a single, not a single one. One of those is safe, but if you're sending your kids off to Kent State, and I, I mean, I would, I would rather send my kids to the 11th safest yep. college campus yep. in the country than the 111th safest yep. college campus. So, you know, good looking on Ohio there. I like that. 7:45, we'll get you hooked up with Stark County Fair tickets and demolition derby tickets. Come with that. That's 7:45 on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone, just kiss your fruitcakes. The Stansberry Show, chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. You know Labor Day weekend is a huge on-sale date. If you're looking to buy a new product, Labor Day weekend can be a fantastic time to do it. And buying cars is no different. And my buddies down at the Wakeham Auto Mile, the Wakeham Auto family, have put a huge selection of pre-owned cars on sale for you. Now listen to this. They're talking zero money. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 7.45, we'll send you the, the Stark County Fair and the Demolition Derby. Get you hooked up with those tickets here shortly. Star County Fair already underway. Started uh it started yesterday, did it not? Yeah, I believe yesterday was the uh was the first day. Thousands upon thousands of Stark County residents out there just enjoying the finer things in life. Deep fried everything. I was gonna say the opportunity to win something by throwing darts at a balloon. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. The uh the fair games and the like. I need to go. Of course you do. I'm. I. I'll. I'll be honest with you. Why I don't want to is 
the food's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. And I've done such a good job lately. Like, I'm back on track. That's just it. Like, I'm back on track. Like, I'm I'm eating very well, have been for about a week and a half, two weeks. And um, I'm already worried. I'm already panicked about Friday as our front desk lady brings donuts in every week. And I'm like, uh, dude, I have to wait till she walks out and throw them out now. Like, I... um. And I know if I go to the fair, I know it because dude, I love all that stuff. Well, what would be the purpose of going if you're not going to eat? Indulge? Right. Like, that's kind of my thing. It's like, dude, I'm too early on in my system to be tempted in the fate. And that's why I'm a little upset about I got to do the El Diablo challenge tomorrow night at, at Three Gringos. No, I'm just going to sit around and watch my friends do cocaine. That's what well, That's what I'll do. No, I'm not going to indulge. For the record, that's what I would do. Okay. I would just watch people that I used to call my friends because if that's what happened, so you can't be my friends anymore. They're not really your friends anyway. Dude, deep fried Twinkies, deep fried, I don't know, everything. It's going to be delicious. Dude, here's what's crazy about being my age. You'd rather have a deep fried Twinkie than cocaine. (laughs) Like you would. Dude, there's a lot of speculation about your Cavaliers, Phantom. Okay. A lot, man. Isaiah Thomas now uh, apparently telling Adrian Wojnarowski from the vertical in ESPN that, look, I know people are talking about my hip, but I'm going to be back and I'm going to be the same player. And, like, this trade all hinges on this, right? Although I'm hearing now that the Cavaliers team doctors didn't learn anything new in their physical that they didn't know before the trade. And so doesn't that then make the trade have to go through? Um, if you learn no new information and you just go back and ask for more, they don't have to give it to you. No. Like, the I trade's mean, been made. Well, I mean, no. They Both both teams are still able to step away from this. I think Thursday at 10 is the deadline for them because it's a week out from when it actually first happened. Um, no, but both teams are still able to say we are out on this, and that's what this is there for. That's why you do have to give guys a physical. That's why you do have to, you know. And here's the thing is I, I made the comparison yesterday to buying a house, and I think it stands up very well where it's like when you you know walk through a house and the realtor shows you everything and you think like all right you know this is the house we're gonna buy this is what we're gonna do hundred thousand dollars that's my offer right and then you you know a week later have a home inspector come in not the real estate agent who's trying to hustle you yeah but this is why your analogy doesn't work is that they knew this before their our team doctors learned nothing that boston did not tell them i did not see that report but what i'll say about that is is of course once you have somebody go through and you can say like all right hey here's the problems i know you noticed this, I would try to offer less money too. Oh, I would. I, yeah, once I, I would. Had, once I had a home inspector tell me, yes, there is a problem with this foundation. You can whether- try it. I think. Right. I guess my point is that I don't think Boston has to give you anything else that they didn't before. Where two days ago it felt like they did. Um, I, they correct. They do not have to. Correct. Okay. I mean, I, I yes. And if we end up, and now I don't know what's going to happen. All right. I won't I I won't claim to know. But if we end up without Kyrie Irving and an Isaiah Thomas that isn't the best Isaiah Thomas he can be, we lost this trade. Like we lost. Like dude, Kyrie Irving is an amazing basketball player. And if you don't get Isaiah Thomas at like the best he can be and he doesn't come back from this, we flat out lost and bumbled this trade. Well, I mean, yes, if 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 the guy comes back and is half the player that he was, then yes, of course you're yeah. correct. I mean, I mean, we're gonna lose this trade. I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't think it was as as a great of a haul for us the way everybody else did. Like I I didn't hate it, and I understand you had to move Kyrie, you had to get something for him because he just 
didn't want to be here. Like somebody said to me yesterday, oh, just you know, void the trade and, and, and make him and LeBron. It's like, guys, you can't make two egotistical men get on the same bit. You can't make it happen. I mean, if that's, you know, yes, you can void the trade, but you're not going to just roll out and be like, all right, we're just going to try to make things better. You're just going to try to trade him somewhere else. And I, I see the logic in that. Um, but yes, I will agree with you 100% that if he comes back and he's 50% of the player, then of course. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case. I mean, I think that, you know, if anything, I think the concern is that the guy didn't have surgery, so that's going to add to the length of time it's yeah. going to take for him to get back. Sure. But still, like, if you're looking for... If you're looking for him to be, you know, as impactful as Kyrie would have been on day one, game one, then you probably are going to be disappointed here. I think this is much more. He's not a, Kyrie Irving. Well, and I think this is much more. But if, if I'm looking for the same production, if I'm looking for 30 points a night and I'm looking for, you know, yes, he's not Kyrie Irving, but the same production, you're not going to get that day one, game one out of that guy. It's going to take time, number one, for him to get back out on the court, number two, for him to get used to the team. So I I, I, I don't, I, if that's if that's the line is like, well, you know, Come opening night, is it the same as Kyrie? Then you're going to be disappointed. Isaiah Thomas said, there's never been an indication that I would not be back, and there's never been an indication that this is something messing up my career. Again, he was talking to Adrian Wojnarowski. Maybe I'm not going to be back as soon as the season as everybody wants me to be, but I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be the same player again. No doctor has told me anything different than that. I, I'm going to go a step further here, and I think that a lot of this is LeBron's not crazy about Isaiah Thomas and felt like this is the best we could do, but let's try to do something else because I don't think LeBron's crazy about Isaiah Thomas. And again, this may be nitpicky, but people are pointing out that when we signed Derek Rose, LeBron was all over Twitter, like tweeting roses out. He stayed completely silent on this Isaiah Thomas thing. I would assume because it's not official yet. I think May, the Derek that, that, Rose thing is, it was official. When that's a good, ar- that's a good argument. That is a good argument. I although I just I I don't know why I believe this, but people were pointing me down the road of LeBron not being crazy about the Isaiah Thomas end of this, and I would have to admit that if I were LeBron James, that even though there was friction between Kyrie Irving and I, that if I was sitting there going, well, who gives me a better opportunity to win a ring? Kyrie Irving, in my estimation, gives him a better opportunity. Now, look, it's there's certain things you have to do in sports because certain guys just don't want to be places. You got to make moves, and you're looking you're looking at things as well. Number one, who's giving you a better opportunity, Isaiah Thomas or or Kyrie Irving? Well, number one, you know you didn't do it last year with Kyrie Irving, so it's like, well, but he want, did hit the shot in Game do, Seven. Do you want to try did, something different that did give you the and title. number two? It's not a one for one trade. You know no, I mean? and, no, you're getting you're getting other pieces back, and but again, does he want a first round draft pick? Like, I don't think he cares about that. Be, but he, I mean, didn't he move Wiggins out of here because Wiggins was too young? But you're, but that's not what that's going to be. Nobody's looking at that as like, well, dude, that's that's the future piece. So that's, you you think no matter what, we're not taking that draft pick? I think that draft pick gets traded somewhere it's throughout solely the season. Baked. Okay, throughout, somewhere throughout the I season, I agree with you. That gets traded with probably another talent from the Cavaliers to get a a an upper echelon type of player. I mean, I think there's plenty of options out there. I mean, you, you look at teams like, you know, teams like New Orleans, who who DeMarcus Cousins is going to walk out on next year. It's like, well, hey, guys, we can take this one-year rental off your hand, and you can have this pick. You can have the future. We want this window now. Because we can convince Boogie to stay, is, what, is your point. Whether you can get him to stay or not, at least you get him for this year. I'm looking at exclusively 100% this year as the window is closed after that. I kind of make moves now. I hate the DeMarcus Cousins idea. I, 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 or I hate Com- the strong word. Comparable player. I'm just saying. No, I, another, I agree you know. with you. And, he, dude, he's great. Like, 
Like, he is a great talent, Boogie Cousins is. But, dude, look at all those problems he had in Sacramento. Like, he always had problems with the team and the front office. And I just, I worry. Now, again, everybody's made the argument, like, look what LeBron did with J.R. Smith. And you're right about that. And there's no denying that he completely revitalized J.R. Smith and turned him into a different player and a different man, which is impressive, really. LeBron does deserve some credit there. But again, does LeBron want to have to do it all over again? I don't know. Maybe he does. Maybe maybe it's something actually he really enjoys with his job, and I think maybe it could be. It, it, but if it's not, I, I think that's... a Dude, Boogie's a very frustrating guy. And if it leads to a championship, it's the thing. If it leads to the, av- of the, of the road to the championship, then he's going to take that opportunity. I don't think it's so much where it's like, oh boy, I don't want to have to deal with that guy when it's, you know, if this is what's going to get me over, if this is what's going to give me the best shot to add to my legacy, I don't see why LeBron wouldn't support that. What do you think happens here? Is Isaiah Thomas on the court next yeah. year for the Cavaliers? Yeah, 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 I 100% think that. I think both teams are too far invested into this trade to, to back out of it right now. Um, well, if you're Boston, you need the trade. Yeah, I mean, you I mean, you got you a fan base. Back. Yeah, you have a fan base celebrating the fact that you got Kyrie. Like, you have to get the deal done. And what do you got? Jay Crowder back now, and he's going to be pissed. I Isaiah Thomas, if he goes back to the Celtics, obviously going to be pissed. You traded him after he played, after his sister died and and all that. If I were him, I would go back to Boston and I'd be like, you know what? I am going to have surgery. I'll be out for another year. You can pay me. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no why would you why would you take him like that? That would make no sense for them. So if you're Isaiah, you mean yeah for for Boston. I mean Cleveland. Cleveland stands with the leverage still. Even if all the leverage gets them is the deal that's already been expedited. Boston has no upper hand in this. So you scoff at at the people who are saying like Jason McIntyre from the big lead keep saying that the Cavs have no leverage whatsoever because when Kyrie was on the market, nobody wanted him. No leverage in the sense of no leverage in getting anything else out of Boston, but to say that nobody wanted Kyrie Irving, it's it's just not correct. As the season progresses, nobody wanted him in that moment. It's kind of like the Kaepernick deal, right? Right. Like, you just, like, dude, eventually, like, a a point guard's, it's not the same, but it's like, eventually a point guard's gonna go down, or eventually somebody's gonna move a piece here or there, and they're gonna need a guy, and Kyrie's a guy that you want. There's not a team that's close to contention that would be like, dude, one of the best point guards in the league, let's make a move. Right. I mean, it's his talent alone gives Cleveland an upper hand. I'm sorry. One more NBA thing. Okay. And I wish I had the audio and I don't, but uh, I'm sure we could find it. Maybe we'll play it before the end of the show. But Kevin Durant talking to Bill Simmons the other day says, look, man, these college kids, they don't want to play in Under Armour shoes. They don't. That's why they're going to schools that play Nike. And and like, I mean, dude, he kind of I mean, dude, if you're Steph Curry in your Under Armour, like, dude, Under Armour hates that, right? Well, I mean, I, yes, of course they do. Nobody wants to be like, yo, your shoes suck. Um, but they do. I mean, like, I mean, essentially, Under Armors are like a step up from New Balances. And I'm sorry, but like, yes, of course. And what do you think? 19 year old kids, eight, 17, 18 year old, 19 year old kids who are deciding where they're going to go to college to play basketball aren't thinking like, oh, man, dude, look at the Oregon's football team. That's right. constantly one of the things they talk about is how they it, recruit it, people. Of course. That's the only reason they get recruited recruits is because it's Phil Knight University, Oregon. Is yeah. That's all it is. So, like, but let me ask you, because uh, people were floating this idea yesterday. Does Under Armour get into the ear of Steph Curry and say, bro, you'll sell more shoes if you go here. You'll sell more. Dude, you got to get out of the shadow of this Kevin Durant thing. Like, dude, he was the... So, they asked 39 rookies in the NBA. I found this to be very interesting. They asked 39 rookies in the NBA, their favorite NBA player. None of them listed Steph Curry. Not one. Um, That's wild. Um, yeah, I mean, I would assume those guys. Well, you're 19. I mean, Durant was on the list. Uh, dude, uh, LeBron was on the of course, list. Of course, I mean, those guys make sense. Um, Jamal Crawford was on Steph the list. Curry's already taken less money 
So I don't necessarily see that being an, a cause for concern. For I, him. Well, may, I want it to be. Like, so I'll admit, like, I'm not sure this, the, the whole thing rips, but when I saw it all over TV yesterday, I was like, how great would it be if the Warriors then started to, like, rip apart from the inside out over, like, this Durant and, and Steph Curry thing? Because, dude, I think it's nice and everybody likes to think, oh, yeah, six guys can all get together and they can all share production and this and that. Sooner or later, somebody gets their feelings hurt and then jealousy. Dude, how many times, how many behind the musics you got to see before you realize, dude, that the sometimes creative people, talented people, they can't stay on the same page. I I want it to happen. I'm not sure that it will. But I thought that that was an interesting thing. I mean, I feel like Kevin Durant knew exactly what he's saying and chose to say it, which is weird. Like normally for your teammate, like, dude, there, there would be a time where I could be asked something about you and I would have the opportunity to say something like that. But for preservation of both me, you and the product, right. I wouldn't. Right. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't read the entire interview, so I don't necessarily know the context, but he's a Nike dude. So maybe it was just like the loyalty in his mind went there immediately. And then it was like, you I'm know. sure it's part of it. I'm sure it's all piece and part, but I feel like there was a way to deflect it and he chose not to do it and went straight into, cause they said to him, he, Bill Simmons says, have you talked to Steph about this? And Kevin Durant like kind of says, no man, like dude, everybody knows this. We don't have to talk about it. Everybody just knows this. And I was like, wow, man, like if you're Under Armour, you probably do not like that. I found that to be pretty, uh, pretty damn interesting. We'll get you hooked up with some Star County Fair tickets. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, thanks. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. People ask me all the time, Stansberry, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company, and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton, and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're minutes away now from getting hooked up with Stark County Fair tickets. We'll also send you to the Demolition Derby. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. I want to go, but I'm so afraid of the fair food. It's going to knock me off my game. Don't be afraid. You're going to be fine. No, dude. that's just it. I'm not afraid of fair fear food. No like cheese stick, like, bro. Dude, I, no, that's just it. I have no fear of the cheese sticks. I love them. And that's why, I, dude, I'll buy them by the, by the dozen. Like, I don't want to do it. Um, I'm gonna, though. I was gonna say, dude. Because what else am I gonna do this weekend? You know, and you, you might as well just indulge it one day. Let the, uh, let the, let the, let the fat flag fly and, uh, get it out of your system. Go right back to it the next day. If I continue to let it fly, you're gonna have to actually wrap <laughs> me in a flag. It might be the only thing big enough to get around me. Like, dude, this is how my body transforms. It's not like, you know, most people go, oh, these pants are a little snug. Me, it's like, man, I could get this towel around me yesterday. <laughs> it's kicked up a notch in my house. That's how it works. I need the audience's help. So I'm up for like my cell phone renewal pretty soon. Like September, I believe, is when this starts. Right. Is like when I can do this. And I, is that like a window? Like if I miss, like is it like a three day window and I miss it? Did like no, you missed your upgrade. Sorry, you got to deal with that piece like, of crap phone still. How it, like how does that work? No, I don't think so. I think once you pass the line, I think at whatever, any point once I'm past yeah. the line, I should be because here's why yeah. I want to know. All right, so like I've been looking into this Samsung Galaxy Note Eight. My brother had the Note 7 or like the Note 6 or whatever it was, and I really liked that phone. Was that the one that was blowing up? No, he had the one right before that. Okay. So like the Note 8 looks very interesting, and I'm like, all right, well, maybe I do it want does. that. 
But now iPhone has released their date on the iPhone 8, which will be September the 12th. Now, I'm up, I'm available for my upgrade sometime in September. I actually have to go into the store and find out when. I don't know exactly when it is. I'm sure it's like September 5th, 1145 to 1155. Other than that, you owe us 900 bucks for a phone because welcome to that. I, I am yet to meet the person who was able to walk in, exchange their phone for their upgrade and walk out. I'm yet to meet that person. So, like, I, I don't know, but September, dude, if it's only the 12th where I have to wait, I might just wait for the iPhone 8. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you would probably. I like the iPhone. It, you, well, and you're gonna it's regret. Basic. You're gonna regret not getting it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, no, no matter, matter how, it, I, I, I like the camera so much better with Samsung. But I know, like, two weeks into this phone, uh, that phone, I'm gonna be like, what did I do this for? No, yeah. No matter what happens with the phone that you get, if it's not the iPhone, you're gonna regret it. So just wait. I mean, honestly, dude, like, I, I'd much rather have that be the case, and you being like, oh, dude, this iPhone not as good as I thought it was gonna be, rather than the the fear of missing out on it every time i switch i've said this before every time i switch i always feel like a guy who cheated on his wife got caught and regrets it like man i used to have this great life four bedroom house my kids lived with me now like every other weekend i gotta go and say hi to brad first before they get in my car and like you know what i mean it's like i always feel like i like i was cheating and i got caught Every know. time. I don't know, dude. All of a sudden, Brad's taking care of the kids. He's the one helping with the homework. I don't know if that's the worst idea in the world. You got pink emojis. You'll be, you'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> that's right. I don't know. I don't you'll, think it's that bad. You'll be fine there. No, September 12th, apparently, is when the iPhone 8 comes out. I may just wait on that. I just Here's what I want to know. It used to. This used to be true, is that iPhone would create the thing, and then everybody else would spend three years making it better. Then iPhone would release another one, and then their version was that much better than everybody else's. I will admit that it does not seem to be that way anymore. No, I think iPhone's playing catch-up for and, a lot of stuff. And like, at what point does iPhone have to hear people like complain about the camera and not just like steal a Samsung phone and figure out what they did and do it. Like I, I've never understood. I remember when American car companies like 25 years ago were bitching about all that. It's like, dude, just go buy, buy one of their cars, yeah, what you take it back to your shop, take it apart, look and see how they did it and do it. And I believe they've done it. Dude, American cars have made a huge resurgence. From where they were in like the late 80s, late 90s to the early 2000s, American cars sucked. Yeah, they are much considerably they, better They've now. made a huge resurgence. All of those brands are back. I mean, dude, look at Ford. Ford's like full on back. And so like, yeah, it's one of those things where I just, I'm nervous to leave iPhone, man. I am. So September 12th is what I got to wait for. Then I'm going to do it. But if you have a Galaxy Note 8, man, sell me on it. Because I do. I kind of want it. It's kind of good looking. Better looking than me, anyway. It's like, dude, my phone's going to be more attractive than I am. We do have Stark County Fair tickets. Yeah. And Demolition Derby tickets. Yeah. Woohoo! So go to your neighbor's house right now and borrow their phone and dial 1-800. Dude, that's me. That's, I probably shouldn't do that. 1-800-243-7625. We'll take caller 17. Send you to the Stark County Fair and the Demolition Derby. Be right back with more Sansbury Show. Which, by the way, Fantone, apparently we're getting another Civil War. Yay! We'll play you that audio next. Hang on. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. There are very few things in life more frustrating than when you take great care of your car and some idiot in traffic smashes all into it. If you've been in a collision, whether it be big or small, North Canton Collision is who you call. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist. They repair every make and every model. North Canton Collision also has 24-hour towing. They have on-site rental cars and state-of-the-art paint technology. And Rock 106.9.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. 9 o'clock, we'll give you another keyword to send you out to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll check out The weekend. Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, a slew of others. 9 a.m., you get your next keyword. Off to Vegas you go, September the 22nd and 23rd, T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah, it will be. Fantone. Yeah. I have breaking news. Hey, hold the presses. We just got some breaking news. And I believe this breaking news is going to make you... One of the happiest Ohioans there is. Okay, all right. No, I feel like, dude, this was done solely for you. Okay. And I got to give Fantone credit here. It's been two years he's been on this. And I thought, initially, at first, I thought he was nuts. But the more you looked into it, the more right he ended up being. The Cleveland Browns now have cut Joe Hayden. Not traded. They have cut Joe Hayden. I have a couple of statements here. We want to thank Joe for all he has done for this organization, both on and off the field, said Brown's executive vice president of football operations. That's Sashi Brown. He has been a great teammate and a true asset to the Cleveland community. These are very difficult decisions. We have the utmost respect for Joe, and in my eyes, he will always be a Cleveland Brown, except for today. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> like, dude, very difficult decisions. Okay, all right. Now, Hugh Jackson says, Joe gave everything he had for the Cleveland Browns, and that's all you can ask for as a coach. He was a leader on and off the field. I wish him all the best as he continues his career. Now, let me ask you something. If you can't trade him and you have to cut him, does he continue his career? I was going to say, I mean... Like, this might be the end of the road for Joe Hayden, right? You can you can say that, well, he gave everything he had, and that's enough for any coach. And it's like, no, it's not. Production is enough for any coach. Like, right. doing your job, right. that's enough for your coach. Because if giving it your all and trying your hardest was enough for any coach... Then or being awesome off the field, Joe Greg Hardy? Joe, well, Joe Hayden would have a job. I mean, if, that, right. if that's all it took was, was giving it 100% and... and being nice to kids that have cancer, well then yeah, Joe Hayden, dude, Browns, you dude, you're an all-time all-star, but what are you talking about? He was always a little undersized, Joe Hayden was. Um, I remember, like, though, one time I was in downtown Cleveland, and I was hanging out with some buddies, and we ran into him at Larry Flint's Hustler Club, and somebody challenged him, and was was, yelling at him about how fast he was, like he wasn't as fast as he claimed to be. And he ended up racing some dude from Larry Flint's Hustler Club Jeez. in the middle of, like, right on water, whatever that street is, right there in front of both those strip clubs right there. It's just, I was standing there watching Joe Aiden foot race some dude. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this is my life. I, I, I mean, I would assume that any pro athlete deals with that on a regular basis. Dude, you're not that tough. You ain't that bad. You ain't that big. Oh, imagine being a UFC fighter. But I would have to imagine that most guys have, have had that happen to them their entire lives. Throughout college, there were dudes calling them out. Yeah. I can't believe in the strip club you'd be like you know what no i'm gonna take the gators off and we're going to go do this i'm telling you dude he did he was flat dude his gold chain was like waving back and forth (laughs) almost smacking him in the face i remember telling my buddy rodney i'm like how the hell could you be fast with that thing hanging around your neck so i mean you're happy right like you feel like this is uh, i mean right it's not so much that i'm happy i mean i don't well, the Browns I, got better. Well, I don't hate Joe. I, I don't jo- hate Joe Hayden. It's not like this was ever like a man. This guy sucks. It was just we all gave him so much credit for the last two years based on what he had done. What that first year? I mean, I was going to say what was it? Two thousand and. 11, it 12? Been, it had been a while. When he really had his coming out party. God, dude, that's five years ago. 
five years ago. So we were all had this dude up on our shoulders, and I understand why, because outside of Joe Thomas, what, what else, do you got? What else did you have to celebrate? I mean, it's the same reason Josh Cribbs was so celebrated in this town, is because you literally had nothing else to cheer for. That made me crazy, the Josh Cribbs thing. And I remember I said to him, I interviewed him on the air when he when, when it was pay the man, pay the man, pay the man. And I remember saying to Josh Cribbs on the phone. I said, look, dude, I get it. You're wildly talented. But why in the hell am I going to give you all this money because you return the ball back to the 40 when the quarterback can't get it to the 50? Like, do the offense can't get me 10 more yards? Why am I going to pay you all this money as a return specialist? I'd rather put that money into a left tackle. What the hell am I doing paying you? Right, when, you know, there's so many other, ga- like, just gaping holes, you know, on this team. Yeah, that, that, dude, pay the man, pay the man. But, dude, that's fans. Uh, and that's that's fa- fans. That's fans, and that's, like I said, when you have nothing else to latch onto, when you have nothing else to be excited about, a guy like that is exciting. And, you know, I think Joe Thomas, as he's gotten older, you're right, he was undersized, and he lost a step. And when your whole business is being the first, you know, fast. being fast, being off, being off that line so quick, you lose one step, and you lose everything. I mean, being cut, I mean, imagine, dude, you weren't traded by the Browns, you were cut by the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns have stood up and said, Joe Hayden, wow. not good enough to wow. be on a team that was 1-15 last year. Wow. Now, let me tell you, I know it sounds like I'm knocking the Cleveland Browns there. I'm not. I'm not. I like it. Because what they're saying now is, is nobody's safe. You either start to win, or you're either the best guy for the job, or we're moving off of you, whether your name's Joe Hayden or what. Now, they're kind of flying in the face of that with some of the stuff they've said about Deshaun Kaiser. Because Hugh Jackson came out and said, I'm going to paraphrase here, that says, we're going to stick with Kaiser no matter what. There's going to be some up and downs. There's going to be some losing that happens with him. But we believe he has the right, again, I'm paraphrasing, we believe he has the right stuff, and so we're going to stick with it no matter what. Which I find to be interesting. I think, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I like Kaiser's, like, since I've been talking about it a lot, where he never looks like he's freaked out in the moment. Where, like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this right now. Like, Manziel always looked like a lost kid in the mall. Like, where's my mom? Where'd my mom go? Like, Manziel always looked lost. That's why I was so early on telling people that kid could not play professional football. By the way, was right. Right? Kaiser never looks like that. So I understand getting his back, but, like, I mean, you're going to cut Joe Hayden and then stick with a quarter, with a rookie quarterback? It seems a little weird. I mean... But I like it because it's, it's them now bolstering the, the lineup and saying, look, you either win or you're out. I, I, well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of dudes without a job. Then. I mean, if that's, if that's the standard they're going to set. Um, well, you got to start it somewhere. Yes, I, I'll agree to that. I just don't know if the defensive secondary is necessarily the best place to start that. I mean, I mean, they were saying the other day that Joe Hayden might have been the third best cornerback on the team. I mean, so there's this Jamar Taylor. Okay. There's this kid. I, everyone calls him BBC, which I thought meant something else, but it's 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 Brian. Do Bobby not Google Calhoun. that. Yeah, I was. If you say, Google BBC, you're getting something else, and be, it won't be. be it won't be TV shows from Britain. No, it will I'll, not. I'll tell you that. It will not. It will not be that. Um, but I, I just don't know if the Browns' secondary is deep enough necessarily to make a cut like that. Even if he is going to be third in the line, I, inevitably he's going to get the call. I mean, someone's, someone's going to get hurt, right? I'm going to trust Greg Williams here. I'm gonna because dude, the one knock everybody can give Greg Williams is Bounty Gate, which I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't care about. You know what Bounty Gate essentially is? Telling dude hard hitting dudes to go hit dudes hard. 
Like that, welcome to football. That's football. Like now, should you go after dudes' knees and necks and all that stuff and put like dollar amounts on it? No, of course not. But what I'm saying is he can build a ferocious, fast, swarm-to-the-ball defense. And if he doesn't think Joe Aiden fits that his scheme, then get him out. I'm sure more than anything, this is a finances thing where, you know, no team was... Well, the contract was hard. Right. No team was willing to make that trade because they didn't want to take that contract on. And the Browns didn't want to have to have that contract on them. So I guess if you're weighing <laughs> things out like that and it's just like, well, dude, we pay you all this money and you're just not doing your job... I mean, yeah, you get fired. So, a listener of ours is writing this in, and I think he's right. Great guy for the community, great teammate, no longer a great talent. Dude, I'm a great guy for the community. I'm a great teammate, but that doesn't make me a professional goddamn football player. Well, that, you know, that's his point. That's his point. He says, look, he's, not, he's, he's no longer a great player. you got to move on. And I would agree. you got to move on. I know people are going to knock the Browns for not getting something back, but the contract was like, I mean, it was heavy. Like, it's just heavy. There was no there was no way to get something back, and I'm talking like a fifth-round pick. There wasn't something out there. But see, I think you end up in the crosshairs of, of the social media, like, tweet, like, Twitter mob even worse then. You traded Joe, and all you got was a fifth-round pick? If you cut him, it sends the message like, look, dude, he couldn't play. Where if you trade him and you don't get perceived value back, now your fan base murders you for it. I think you actually end up better in public perception by just cutting him. But I could be wrong on that. Again, I look at things 360 all the way around and logically, and I'm not sure, maybe maybe not everybody else will. Interesting, though, man. Interesting. I knew you were going to be somewhat, like, a little happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the right call. I mean, at the end of the day, it sucks that somebody lost their job. Joe Hayden was a good dude in the community. I know he embraced Cleveland. And he he really did. But, I mean... He and his wife lived here in the offseason, that whole thing. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he did love it. He did love Cleveland. I would assume that he's going to continue to love it, and I would assume it won't be long before we see him on Cleveland 19's news as, like, Browns correspondent Joe Hayden because he's not going to play football, right? Yeah, he probably will be the next Josh Cribbs. Right. Well, I mean, why not have him out there as like, you know. I mean, if you're Josh Cribbs with that TV job right now, aren't you like, oh, Ooh, God. son of a bitch, oh, dude. Oh, God. The son more- of a bitch. The more relevant name now is available to do this now. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there are 31 other NFL teams, and we haven't even gotten through all of preseason. Guys are going to get hurt. My guess is Joe Hayden will be on a football field at some point. You know, guys will go down. Somebody will need to make a move here or there. Something may happen. But the Browns just dropping them was a little interesting. Felt like that was interesting. I do have a piece of audio I want you to hear. There's a guy claiming that the nation is heading for civil war if this one particular thing may happen. And I'm not sure he's crazy. Sounds crazy. I'm not sure he's crazy. We'll air it for you next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stance Ray Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed New Tour Tuesday yesterday, that new Luke Bryan was, wow, pretty bad. You can podcast that at WRQK.com. At 9 o'clock. We'll send you to uh, Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your next keyword at 9 o'clock. Off to T-Mobile Arena in Vegas you go. It's a good trip. Yeah. Yeah, as I'm uh, as I'm trying to put the uh, the finishing touches, I'm planning my trip to Las Vegas. I'm trying to figure out like when I want to be there. Like I think what I want to do, Fantone, is actually get there early and fly out Christmas night. Okay. And come home late Christmas night. Okay. And uh, that way I'll have like that week between Christmas and New Year's to be here. And do all that, but that way I'm there Christmas morning. I think that's the I think that's the plan I'm going to go. I'm going to try to maybe be there only three days and leave Christmas evening. 
Stansberry, however you need to set it up, as long as you're going to see your mom and things are going to be good, you know, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be accommodating as I can be with the schedule. Yeah, I mean, why? Yeah, of course. Dude, well, I mean, it. dude, I'm going to go when I want to go. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. So yeah, I, uh, I am, I'm sick of not doing things I want for the sake of the brand. I've done it my whole entire career, and honestly, it really hasn't, never really benefits. Here we sit. No, it's not that. That's not what I mean. It's just, you know, I, I, I've tried to show all, like, every management system I've ever had the loyalty and, like, I'm the guy and to do this stuff. And at the end of the day, they don't care about any of it. They don't care about any of it. So if that's what needs to happen, I just, like, dude, I feel like this might be my mom's, like, last Christmas, maybe two more if we're lucky. So I should probably get out there and see it. There's a guy. Who I didn't know, I'll be honest with you. Before yesterday, I did not know this guy. As a matter of fact, when I heard the name Jim Baker, I was like, wait, didn't Jim Baker die? Like, I thought Jim Baker had died. But this is a different Jim Baker. But apparently he is a a televangelist. And he had Romero Pina on, who's a Texas-based pastor and a member of Donald Trump's Hispanic Advisory Board. And apparently they were discussing Pena's meeting with Trump and other religious leaders in the White House. You're thinking of Jim, the right Jim Baker, like the one that was married to, uh, to Tammy Faye? Faye? Yeah. That's, that's him? That's the same Jim Baker that we're talking about here, yes. Is it really? 100%, yes. Oh, he looks way different. Well, you know, hey, times are changing. They slimmed down That's a bit. good doctors, right, oh, is what yeah. that is? I mean, that's the, that's, that's, the, that's the tithing that you pay every, every week. Going. Okay, well, now I understand why this caught fire then. Yeah. Because he has, like, he has history. Same Jim Baker that was in the, uh, the sex scandal and Tammy Faye and all that. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I remember that very well. As, you know, my dad was a minister, so, like, when that was all over the TV, like, it felt like everybody was judging every minister in the world through the filter of Jim Baker. Of and I remember, like, people Looking at my family strange during that. Same thing happening with uh, what's his uh, what's his face from Houston, Joel, o- uh, Osteen, Joel Osteen, right? Yesterday, where it was just like everyone's like, "Oh, what a terrible, terrible pastor!" And now it's like every dude, everyone that's you know man of the faith has has to kind of carry that. Man, he looks that. completely different. I would have never guessed that was him. Okay, all right. So wow, all right. I had my facts wrong there. But Jim Baker, so I'll say this then, is still a little crazy. Still doing his thing out there. Still doing his thing, and he claims now that America may be heading. For another civil war, and he's basing it all on if one particular thing happens to happen. And we have that. Let's take a listen. Kim Clement, before he died, he prophesied they will be screaming impeachment, impeachment, but it will not happen. That's true. Kim Clement prophesied. Well, I'll tell you what. I will predict if it happens, there will be a civil war in the United States of America. The Christians will finally come out of the shadows. Not the closet, because but the shadows. We, we are going to be shut up permanently if we're not careful. And God says faith without works is dead. That's right. We have to do things. God has been dealing with me, and I don't know about you. Yes. It's time for preachers like you, you're doing it, to stand up yes. and shout out. Yes. I don't, I don't understand this. Somebody is going to have to explain to me why people perceive that message in the Bible that, because he's right, the Bible does say that, that faith without actions is dead. Right. Why do people assume that actions means war? Um, 
I guess because war is like the greatest action one can take, right? It feels very anti-Jesus, the murdering of other people. It feels very, I'll, I'll tell you, as a guy, again, I was raised with so much religion, honestly. Dude, here's the thing. Like People always tell me, you're anti-religion. All right, so just so you know, I had to go twice on Sunday, once Wednesday night. I had more church than the rest of you combined. So don't, Jesus. Right, exactly. Jesus twice on right Sunday, there. once on Wednesday night. I had more Jesus than I can take. So it's, uh, dude, I'm not anti-God. I'm anti-organized religion. This is what I'm anti. And it's because this is what organized religion has now become. It's not like the nice thing anymore and tithe 10% and they take care of your community. That's not what it is anymore. It's, a, it, it's an industry now. It's an industry. And anytime you make an industry out of anything, people were talking about this about, as a matter of fact, Jason Willock was saying this about the civil rights movement the other day. It's not the civil rights industry. And he's kind of right about it. Anytime you make an industry out of something that started out with great intentions, you ruin it. And I believe organized religion has been a little bit ruined by these guys. And because here's the problem. The country pays attention to these loud guys and not the good men and women of faith who are trying to preach the Bible the proper way. I, I, I think you can apply that to a vast majority of things. Where find like, a million businesses and it could be true. Sure. Right, right. You can find, you can say like, you know, the vast majority of, of conservatives aren't racist, aren't terrible, aren't all these things, but we focus on the ones that are. The vast sure. majority of liberals aren't, you know, American-hating socialists, but we focus on the ones that are. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, and I know what you're saying there. I think that as far as, like, number one, people are going to use the Bible and use Scripture um, to fit their needs. So if they feel like, hey, this fits my cause, so yeah, of course I'm going to say, well, you know, faith without actions is is worthless. I mean, of course they're going to use that to fire people up. And that's It's like a thing. meme. And that's the thing. Exactly. It's, it, it is a meme. If, if it's, it's the original it, meme. It, the, <laughs> like, the Bible is the original meme. If it solidifies your point, you'll use it. And when right. it flies in the face of what you want, you'll debate it. You'll be like, ah, dude, that's not the part of the Bible that we really pay a lot of attention to there. Um, the Bible I, also says turn the other cheek. And I, I, I can't speak like It also I'm, says I can stone my daughter to death in, 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 at the front gate of the city. And the gay people and, and, the, and the other religions. I don't know. It I also know. says I'm sentenced to death for touching the, the skin of a dead animal. Now, with all that, though. It also says that you can sentence me to death for, for, for planting two crops side by side. That's, that's all Old Testament stuff, right? I believe so. So with all that, and people who point to the Old Testament and like, well, this is the this is why gay people can't be gay together. Didn't like Jesus die so we don't have to obey the Old Testament laws? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Was like that was the turning point? And like once Jesus came and the New Testament came, well, again, all that kind of washed away. Right? Judaism will tell you the New Testament didn't happen. Well, I'm saying from a Christian perspective, right. at the very least. Well, that's like, what. I'm, but that's what I'm saying. That's how convoluted this whole thing is. And I'll remind all of us. That you don't know anything in that book happened. You don't know it. You be- That's why the word faith is there. Because you need faith that it happened. You don't know that it happened. Now, in ret- and on the flip side of that, I don't know that it didn't. And so if you've been listening to oh, me since the beginning of my career, you have realized that I have made a shift in my position of this. I was staunchly against it. It didn't happen. And you're an idiot if you believe. I went from that to like, well, I don't know. I don't think it happened, but I don't know for sure, so I'm not going to scream about how you're a moron if you believe it, right? I'm not going to do that because I don't know it didn't happen. I feel as if it didn't happen. Or that portions of it did, and it was wildly exaggerated by people who were mystified by wind. So maybe it wasn't Jesus creating a sandstorm. Maybe it was windy, and we didn't have dual Doppler systems in Israel back in the, 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 you know, in, in the day. Right? Maybe isn't that more likely what happened? But I don't know. But 
I don't see a civil war happening between Christians and non-Christians. Now, I will tell you that the Bible does tell you in Revelations, there will be a time when you are forced to show your allegiance to your God, and if you don't, you will be beheaded. That's in Revelations. And the scary part about that is, is that I do believe we are, with social media and like the fake news and all this stuff that's happening now, we are highlighting eccentrics for clicks and ratings, and that eventually you will see a sect of religious people, sort of like how like Antifa showed up out of nowhere, who you'll see like something pop up of like they're the long arm of God and they're going to be the ones that behead you and there will be a new cult and if you deny them do you're going to see it I'm telling you you might see that I don't think the country goes full on to war over religion because honestly more and more studies come out every year that say adults are running away from religion because they don't believe it and I mean I know he says that Christians are the ones who are going to have their voices repressed here or whatever but like. I don't think this is going to be a religious civil war at all. I mean, I think this is, if anything, this is going to be Trump civil war, right? Like, and I want to 100% agree with if an impeachment were to happen, and I don't think that that's the case right now. I don't know what will happen in the future, but I don't think anything that's happened thus far. They don't have the smoking gun to impeach him right now. Right. And if they did, you'd know about it. Um, but with all that being said, if that were to happen, dude, there's going to be a lot of leftover anger and a lot of leftover like people who want to do something about it. And I said the same thing when I thought that you know President Trump wasn't going to win the election. Is that like those people are going to have their voices heard one way or another? And if he were to get impeached, uh, dude, I I am a little bit not like not like oh it's going to be a civil war. But I do think that violence breaks out. Oh, I, yeah. I, think it's I mean, inevitable. dude, violence has been bre- breaking out since he got elected. So to, so to say that, you know, I mean, I mean, look what's happening. Violence is breaking out over removing of statues most people didn't know were in their own cities. So, yeah, of course. I think if they do impeach him, there will be violence. I don't think you'll ever see America pit itself against one another like that, like that ever and, again. And, and, I hope I mean, not anyway. I, I think it's so easy for people, and, and now granted, I don't think everybody is, you know, as interested in the subject maybe as I am, but like, it's so easy for people to be like, oh yeah, we're going to have another civil war. It's like, dude, that was dissolving the union. That wasn't just like, hey, two groups of people are mad at right. each other. And like, and, and, and now there's people who are out there who are like, oh, well, the civil war wasn't even about slavery. So I guess I don't know why I would expect them to have any perspective on things, but like it wasn't just two two people were like, you know what, I'm mad, and then somebody else was like, I'm mad too. We're I gonna mean, fight. These, this was the country literally tearing itself apart. No, it's Ameri- not gonna happen, again. dude. America's wildly annoying that way because when you hear people talk about the Civil War, they act as if it was a drive-by. Like, so, right, so, like right. two gangbangers right. just got mad and just went and shot up the like the neighbor's crib. But that's not what happened. You're right. It was a completely different thing. I don't think you'll see that. And honestly, I don't think they're. Here's what I'll tell religious freaks. And like the like and I, and dude, look. If you go to church on Sunday, I'm not talking to you, right? You're just a good person who has a little bit of faith, needs a little bit of God to get through your life. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking religious far right weirdos. I'm telling you, you don't want to go to a civil war with the rest of us. There's more of us than you. And honestly, I bet we have more guns than you think we do. I know it's like the religious right and like the South and the shotguns and all that. I'm telling you. <laughs> all right. I'll just, I'll put it through this. I'll put it through this filter for you right here. If there's a civil war, I'm looking to Chicago to protect me before I'm looking to Kentucky. 
I'm just, I'm just going to tell you that I think that's how that's going to go. Jim Baker. I had, I feel like an idiot. I had, I, I just assumed he was dead. No, no, he's still out there. What was his thing? Was he having gay sex, or was it hookers, or what was the? What well, was he the... stole. There was money. I mean, he stole money from the church, right? Right. I feel like that was like the big scandal, and like there was like tax fraud, of course, and all that. Gay hookers. I feel like there was something. Gay oh, I'm sure some that... sort of hooker involved. No, that's you're thinking of. Um, Jerry Falwell, uh, okay, yeah, who had sex with what's her name from the Sam Kinison video. Jerry Falwell, remember when he cried on TV and then asked you for money as he was repenting for his sins on television? <laughs> it was awesome. Good stuff there. I'm just telling you, man, religion church is like any other thing in the world. It's great in moderation. You start making it the only thing you base your whole life around and you become a nutcase. You just become a weirdo. I remember, like, dude, we had to, like, cool my dad out on all this. Like, because, dude, he had lived, like, a crazy life and was addicted to drugs and did all this stuff, had me, and then wanted to change his ways. And then, dude, somebody got him introduced to God. He then became a minister. And it was like anybody else who's newly converted. It's like, Jesus, Dean, we get it. You got to dial it down, though, man. The world's not the worst. And in the end, he became a very measured person through it. But you got to be careful on how you ingest that stuff and how you watch it and what you think about it. You have to be careful about it. And don't just believe something because somebody told it to you. Question it. It doesn't make you an awful Christian or a Satanist to question things. It makes you smart to want to be able to question something from all angles. doesn't make you awful and God's not going to send you to hell. And as soon as somebody live streams me hell, then maybe I'll believe in it and then I'll stop like living my ways. But again, I'm not knocking good people of faith. But once you start getting out on the far fringes of anything, believe me, the far left is crazy too. They're all nut jobs too. I don't want any part of them either. So I just feel like every time, every once in a while, when I talk about religion stuff, I got to hold you know everybody's hand because of you know how sensitive everybody takes it. So I'll take every, I'll take all Christians out for an ice cream cone and make you all feel better about it. The myth. Of wage gap gets debunked once again. That's next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. People ask me all the time, Stansberry, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your insurance show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed the news, the Browns have cut Joe Hayden. Not traded, cut Joe Hayden. See ya. Thanks for your service. So, the NFL is tweeting about this, NFL.com, via their Twitter account. And they gave me some Joe Hayden stats. Okay. Guess, Fantone, how many interceptions Joe Hayden has career. Career interceptions. Um... I'm just, dude, for, for the sake of, of going getting through this fast, yeah, it's way less than you think. Than I was going to think. Okay, so Joe Thomas probably been playing in the NFL for seven. Joe Hayden. Or Joe Hayden, I'm yeah. sorry. Probably playing in the NFL for seven, seven years, eight I years, think. Somewhere. 2010, probably. You're probably averaging, yeah, best year, you're probably getting 15. Worst year, you're probably getting eight. So if I'm going to say, let's average it out at 10. I'm going to say, let's say 50. 50 is around an 50 even picks. number. 50 picks over his career is what I'm going to guess. Yeah, you're wildly off. Okay. 100? 
According to the NFL's Twitter account, Joe Hayden has 19 career picks. Wow. Uh, 100 pass breakups. Wow. 19 picks. Over like eight years? And you're going to cry about this dude being cut today? Wow. Fans are crying? Like, dude, those numbers are bad. Like, Uh, that's not good. uh, To give Joe Hayden a little bit of credit, I would assume a lot of quarterbacks when he was in his prime were throwing away from him. Probably the other side of the ball, the the other side of the field, probably not locked down as well as Joe Hayden would do. Okay, fine. All right, you know what? Fantone, solid argument. I like it. He should be at 30. Right. We're talking about 19. Right. Right? I thought 50 was kind of a conservative estimate because, like I said, he probably... Jesus, but dude... Joe Hayden, pretty pretty much the opposite of a shutdown So that's averaging, like, two a year? Wow. Wow. And I, dude, I I get it. It's like sacks. It's not like... like, They're hard to come by. It's not like picks are are, are the easiest thing in the world to get. But but 100 pass breakups is what he had. I would have guessed way higher on 100 pass breakups. Wow. Would have guessed way higher on that. I'm just... I'm not mourning the loss of Joe Hayden today. I... To me, it feels like the Browns and what they needed to be doing was just pressing refresh. Just like, look, come on, man. No, we do. We're we're, in, we're reinvigorating this thing. We got to show these young guys we're drafting. Like, look, yeah, he's Joe Hayden. He was great at Florida, but he sucks now. So out you go. Like, <laughs> I think do you need to do that to a team? You brought it up when we talked about this earlier that everybody needs to kind of be on the guard right now. Of like, well, how secure is my job? And I wonder if the moving away from Joe Hayden, I, I understand these are two different football players, if the moving away from Joe Hayden kind of gives Joe Thomas a little bit of like, well, if they're going to cut him, why wouldn't they trade me? Because you know what it, I'm saying? Because he plays the third most important position in football. But if but if that's if why you, if and, and he's a rock solid at it. But if you're looking at it from the from the perspective of these guys are making moves based on future value, these guys are making moves based on future you, flexibility, and there's no team, no no player on the on the Cleveland Browns that you would get more return from than Joe Thomas. That's probably true. There's going to be a point when 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 there's a team that's in contention feels like damn dude. If we just had something to kind of base our offensive line about, I've always floated this idea, and I don't want to trade Joe Thomas. But he played at Wisconsin, right? And if you're Aaron Rodgers, don't you want Joe Thomas? So maybe get on the horn with the Packers and say, hey, what do you got? We'll, we'll I, send him there. Let Joe Thomas go get his Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, which I think would be fantastic because I want Thomas to have a Super Bowl. It sure as hell ain't going to get one here. So I'd be okay with it. And I think the Packers probably got things we want. I'm guessing that. I don't know what the roster is. It's the Packers who's going to make the call. It's the Seahawks who are going to make the call. It's the teams that are close. That's a great idea. That are going to make the call. It's. I don't think it's the Browns that are going to be shopping the guy. Right. I think it's somebody's going to be like, no, dude. They need more talent. They do. Seattle's a great choice, Fantone. That offensive line is young and weak. And 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 I just have to. I would have to think that no matter who you are at this point. Now, like I said, granted, these are two different players, two different skill sets, but you have to feel that your job is not secure there. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. I would be sad to see Joe go. This guy says 10 picks a year. Tell Phantom to take it easy on them skunks. Fair, 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 fair. But, I mean... Uh, I would have guessed higher than 19 on Joe Hayden. Than, it's less than one... Uh, I mean, you're averaging, what, one every two games? One every three games? I, I, I kind of figured that's what it was. was one, every you, other game or so. Can you do me a solid? Find out... Show me where... Show me where Darrell Revis was. Or, like, Richard Sherman. Because those guys are the guys constantly people see... Was it... 
Aqib Talib, that guy. Like those are like the three like shutdown corners that people always talk about in the league. So I kind of want to put it in perspective as like next to greatness. Where does Joe hate? Now nobody ever claimed Joe was great, but next to greatness, how does he stack up? Be interested to find this out. You're gonna have to weigh in years played and all that. Of course. You know what I mean? But of course. I'm just interested to see what the like what the average number for a year is. Um. 2007. Okay. Interceptions. Or 2008, I'm sorry, for Darrell Revis. 2008, this 2008, is. when he was really swinging. Like, when it was Revis Island. Yeah. Uh, five, the following year, six. Jeez, man. I really thought the guys were snagging the ball more often than that. Darrell Revis, 29 career interceptions. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. I got to stop beating up Joe Hayden that hard then. I was wondering why the NFL was tweeting that out as if it was something to be proud of. But if he's only 10 behind Revis, like... I mean, Revis is kind of considered to be like the upper echelon, not anymore, but once upon a time, he was like, well, it was Revis Island. I mean, he was like the guy. Okay, all right, you know what, Joe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to loosen up on you there, buddy. That was a, that was a stat I didn't understand fully. I, I, to, and to me, it's just like I said, I would think once every other game or so, you're going to grab a snag, but... I guess not. You know what that is? That's highlight shows. Yeah. It's highlight shows and watching, like, and only watching that thing. And so you think that stuff happens constantly, and maybe it just doesn't as, as often as we think. Wow. All right. Okay. With that number, then, if that's true, then I think Joe Hayden will probably get another opportunity from somebody else. I could see that happening. I keep hearing about wage gap, especially in Hollywood. And the myth of it has been debunked again by one of the biggest shows in the history of television. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I want to apologize to Joe Hayden. For laughing at his career interception stats, we looked up Darrell Revis. He's at 29, Joe Hayden at 19. So you know what? I mean, it's not it's not crazy. So you know what, Joe? I'm sorry, man. I was bagging on you before I knew what the hell I was talking about, and I shouldn't do that. I don't know, dude. I just feel like that's a just a surprising lack of production from elite talent at that position. And I understand that you know quarterbacks aren't going to throw it at dudes that are locked down, but still, man. I mean, 19 over a seven-year career? Yeah. So what is that? I mean, dude, he's averaging less than two interceptions per year? I mean, a guy said to me... Or just over? You know, a guy said to me, you know, great corners don't have high interception numbers because the quarterback doesn't throw the ball their way. And I said, yeah, that's fair. But great corners don't get cut by a team that was 1-15 last year either. I mean, dude, if somebody's great and you were 1-15, you hold on to them. You know what I mean? I um, I think it's probably just a money thing ultimately at the end of the day. I would have to look at the contract. But Joe Hayden's probably not worth the money he once was and feels as if he is. And you know what I mean? He wants to get paid. And ultimately, this may end up better for Joe Hayden, right? I mean, how many teams in the NFL are worse than the Browns right now? Um, Yeah. But- Jacksonville? Uh, yes, you're going to. If you end up on a team, you're going to end up on a team better than Cleveland. No question about Maybe it. Maybe you don't start though. Maybe you don't start, and you sure as hell ain't getting that contract back. So I have a hard time thinking that Joe Hayden views this as a victory. I don't care if you go to the Patriots, you win a Super Bowl. You're dude. You still just lost an assload of money. Yeah, I wonder if in the end, though, if you're done playing, if you're smart with your money, if you don't care about giving up some money to win a title. Now, we, he's not going to the Patriots, I would doubt. But, like, you know, if if he should happen on a Super Bowl team, I wonder if he would view that as worth it. You know what I mean? Sometimes people do. It all depends on how much money you have made, how much money you've saved, and that kind of thing. 
You know, money's actually what we're going to talk about right now. Because I hear about wage gap a lot in this country. Now, I want to make my my position on this abundantly clear. I believe wage gap does happen. Okay? But I believe it's a lot like a lot of other problems that we talk about in 2017, that it's wildly inflated by the media for clicks and ratings. I do. I, be- I believe that. And I will tell you that I view, like, if there was wage disparity between men and women in... Well, you can't even do it this business because it's kind of like the movies and TV too. But like, if there's if there was wage disparity in like 95% of businesses in the country, I would view that as abysmal and we should change it. Now, when you're talking about actors, actresses, and that kind of thing, I, I don't care about it. I don't care if, if a woman makes less money than a man. You know why? Because there's no set standard on what you make. It's a negotiation. And who you should be mad at if the movie company isn't giving you the money is your agent because they're not doing a good enough job selling you into the money. There's, it, it's not about, dude, it, it, dude, people who make movies and TV shows are trying to make them as cheap as humanly possible. And if your agent agrees to a deal, you agree to the deal. You need to get on your agent and tell them they need to do a better job of selling you. I don't care about wage disparity in Hollywood. I don't. Does, doesn't that apply to wage disparity at a gas station, though, in the sense of like, no, no matter what? No, there's like an industry standard. There's like a community standard of what those jobs pay. But there's they're trying to do things just as cheaply. And I would just assume that like, you know, if it happens high up the ladder, it's happening low down the ladder as well. I, like I said, in an everyday average American job, I, 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 I think it's awful. When you're talking about an entertainment position where you are being paid handsomely to, to, to do like honestly what some people would consider to be easy for you, now it's still a job like this is still a job too, alright but like again, it's a negotiation process and you agree to it if you don't want to agree to it, don't agree to it you can't take the money and then bitch like I had no problem with the fact that Amy Schumer wasn't making George Clooney money because Amy Schumer movies don't gross what George Clooney movies do. Oh, yeah. I mean, those are, we're talking about two things not being equal there. Of course that George Clooney's going to make more money than her, but I guess it's, 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 it's when all other things are equal, when it's like, you compare Amy Schumer to an Amy Schumer-like talent on the male level, let's say that's Jonah Hill. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm pulling names out here. That's, that's where wage disparity comes in, is when you're both doing equal work. Again, I, I, I take your point, and you're probably right a little bit. Jonah Hill's not the right, he's not I, the right I, equivalent. I don't, I don't know who to... If I was to check the gate of his movies opening weekend versus an Amy Schumer movie, Jonah Hill makes people go to the theater. Amy Schumer doesn't. Amy Schumer's like, wow, I can't wait for that to be on Netflix. Jonah Hill will get you to the movie theater. But I believe that wage disparity in Hollywood has been wildly inflated by Salon and Guardian and BuzzFeed and all this stuff to get you whipped up in a fever and believing their side. And I have proof because the biggest show in television the big, it's not even up for debate. It's the biggest show in television is Game of Thrones. The top five actors, male and female, all make the same amount of money. They all make $500,000 per episode. So you tell me that the most creative, well-produced, biggest fan reaction and critically acclaimed show does this, but every other show is like screwing women over? Guys, I'm telling you. This stuff has been wildly inflated by by an by an over left leaning social media fan base. The Twitter mob is a real thing. It's a real thing. So where where I, I don't know where this story is coming from. I don't know. I mean, do they talk Playboy.com. So do they talk about shows that aren't the same way or is it No, they're just saying, look, there's an they're saying what I'm saying. Is that there's a conversation about wage disparity, yet when you take the big... Because this is what always people want to do. is like, like if, if, I, if I was fighting this from the other side, people would say, well, you know, you can't... You know, 
You can't look at the like the highest grossing show, but you have to because that's who's going to set the standard. Don't you have to look at all the shows? I'm just saying, like Game it, of Thrones is is going to be the standard. That's what everybody wants to be. So if they're willing to do this, you can't tell me that no other producer, no other director, no other show, no other production house is willing to do it. You can't tell me that. The biggest show in the world is paying people the same. Now I will say, HBO has been phenomenally known to underpay talent. That they sell talent on you'll be able to do the work you want to do without us interfering with you, and that's why it's worth paying uh, us paying you less, because you'll get to do the work you want to do. And as a creative person, I can tell you that. Having once worked doing mornings for a radio station that wanted me to be nothing like the real person I am and wanted me to be a carbon cutout of what they wanted, I can tell you, I like being someplace that allows me the artistic freedom to do what I want, and it's, it is. I make half of what I made at NCX. Half. And it's well worth it to me. Well, I would I would rather do this job another 10 years than go back and work there two days. And the money's half. I would much rather be someplace where I can make where I can make the art I want to make. Okay, so that's part of it. But I'm telling you, does wage disparity happen in Hollywood? Yes, it does. But it's on your agent to sell you into a to a better situation. And if 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 nobody knew who Lena Headey was, nobody before Game of Thrones. Nobody. But they they paid her the same. They paid her the same. And since the contract negotiations have gone on, they paid him the same. It's also on other people in your industry to help you, too. Like friends, they all stuck together. See, why wage disparity happens, too, by the way, is that everybody is an evil, greedy dick behind closed doors. And they all start selling each other out for $10,000 more dollars. Friends, that lawsuit, that whole thing was like groundbreaking because six people got together and said, without us, NBC is screwed. So if we stay unified, they'll have to pay us all exactly what we want to get paid. That's how you do it. Not by crying on Twitter for retweets. It happens. It's wildly inflated by a left-leaning social media Twitter mob. Game of Thrones is paying their five top actors the same amount of money. I bet if I looked into more and more shows, I'm going to find out that that's true. Stop inflating things because it helps your side of an argument. It's starting to get really annoying. And it's also why Twitter's losing 20,000 members per month and they haven't turned a profit in six years. That's why. Because it's filled with left-leaning lies. And I'm a guy who leans left. I'm preaching to my own people right now. A guy in our building has gotten a ton of of positive press and it's for like one of the saddest reasons ever i'll explain next on rock 106.9 dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruitcakes the stansbury show chilling in the studes with my dudes on rock 106.9 hey guys you got stansbury here this weekend is labor day and you know everything goes on sale for labor day weekend including cars and my friends at the wake auto family have put a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles on sale for you on the wake auto mile that can be found at west tuscan lincoln way between canton and maslin or you can start online at wakeham.com welcome back to the stansbury show on rock 106.9 Teresa will get you hooked up with a trip to Las Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. She'll do that at 11 o'clock is when she'll pass out your next keyword of the day. I'm hearing now the Browns approach Joe Hayden about a pay cut, and um, he then decided he did not want to do that. And so they decided, you know what, let's just let's just part ways there. Um, Twitter telling me that he would be a great fit in Green Bay, which means he'll be a Patriot by noon. 
And you know, we you know, you kind of floated the idea maybe of the Patriots. And here's the thing, like the more I think about it, like this is what Belichick does. Like this is what he does. Like he feasts off of teams that are in bad situations and ends up getting value and from things you cut or let go, or he'll make a trade with you and, and like steal a player. And I bet you probably could talk Joe Hayden into a pay cut if you got Tom Brady on the other side. I mean, dude, think about it. If you're Joe Hayden and you know you got Tom Brady who can score, you don't have to lock down. You don't have to be like the best defender on the field because it's like, dude, you have a quarterback who's going to keep you in and win you games. Not that you want to give up touchdowns. No, 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 no. I mean, you know. But there's less pressure on the defense in New England. There's less pressure on you as an individual. I mean, you're going to go on to the Patriots team, and if you're the third best, you know, corner in, in on the Browns team, you're probably going to be even further down the list than that. Um, I've seen that uh, that Pittsburgh is is expressing a lot of interest to him and that higher oh, ups within that their right? organization. And of course, I mean, and here's the thing with, with, with Joe Hayden, like, yeah, you didn't want to take a pay cut from the Browns, but now you don't have anything. So there is no pay cut. So any, when somebody comes over and says, Hey, yo, we'll pay you 2 million. We'll pay you 1.8 this year. And you're going to be like, okay, better than nothing. Yeah. No, part of the reason why I had to take the salary I had to take coming in to take this job is that I didn't have a radio job when, when they offered it to me. So they wanted me, they called me. I didn't apply. They called me, but they still said, look, man, we know you want to be on the radio. We know you do. And we, we have the microphone. So they were in a position of power. As a matter of fact, they didn't even let me take a day to think about it. He said, well, let's talk money. And I said, ah, dude, I'm going to need a day to think about what it's going to take. He said, you don't have a day. You have to tell me what the number is right now. That's the way the negotiation went. When you don't have the leverage, when you don't have the cards, you are going to be in a situation where you're going to have to do what they want you to do. And I had to do what they wanted me to do. Still feel like it was a little bit of a rude way to do it, but whatever. I've gotten over it. I was gonna say it's the uh, it's the truth, and I mean, like you know, you, you it just, is true. It's just it, the way it is. We were just talking about it. Like you can be pissed all you want to, but you were the one who negotiated it. You were the one right. who agreed to it. So it's there's the a way limited amount of anger that you can have for something like right. that. It's, for me, it's more frustration than it is anger. But those cer- are different things. But certainly, Joe Hayden. I mean, he is. I, I would say he is going to find his way onto another team, and yeah. that team will be better than the Cleveland Browns. And if he ends up a stealer, imagine that. I mean, that rivalry needs to be in, reinvigorated because, like, but in order for that to happen, we got to be say, able to win. I was gonna say, dude, like Pittsburgh getting better doesn't, doesn't revitalize you, that. You you talk to any Pittsburgh Steeler and they'll tell you that the Ravens game is a bigger game now than the Browns games ever were, because the Ravens are really good. You, you take him and what could possibly be been good. The, the rumors of Josh Gordon coming back, and if those two dudes who five years ago were the elite talents on the Cleveland Brown end up in a Pittsburgh jersey, I mean, it'll be comical to me. It will. Like, I'll laugh at that. I'll, I, I, that will make me chuckle. I mean, imagine LeBron being a Celtic. Right. Right. I mean, it's, you know. I mean, I know we're dealing that with Kyrie, but again, Kyrie's not LeBron James. Although, I would make the argument that Joe Hayden's not a LeBron James type football player either. So, I guess that's false equivalence there, too. Now, it's interesting. I I think if you're seven years into your NFL career, you have to be willing to rework your contracts. I just, I, I just believe that. Knowing what we know about the human body and what happens. And, I mean, do you look, New England, do Tom Brady always reworks his deal to keep guys on the roster because he believes in winning. That's why I'm saying, dude, all these guys like to get on TV and talk to you about, I just want to win. No, you don't. Because if you just if you just wanted to win, you would take a team-friendly contract. But at the end of the day, what you want to win is you want to win in life. That's what you want to win. You don't care about winning on Sunday. They, I'll tell you this. They don't care about winning on Sunday as much as you and I care about them winning on Sunday. I'll tell you that. 
So it's interesting. We will close out the program, and we'll do it next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you guys, Stansberry here. There are very few things in life more frustrating than when you take great care of your car and some idiot in traffic smashes all into it. If you've been in a collision, whether it be big or small, North Canton Collision is who you call. North Canton Collision is an insurance claim specialist. They repair every make and every model. North Canton Collision also has 24-hour towing. They have on-site rental cars and state-of-the-art paint technology. And on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. This time tomorrow morning, you'll be hearing us talk to Dale, the president of the Stark County Fair. Dale is a very big Stansberry Show fan. Very big. Oh, no. Did he hear us like talking about the fair and how I was going to rip people's sleeves off for them before they went? <laughs> Did I, he hear it? I don't know if he was listening earlier today, but he's been doing the uh, the radio rounds recently, and he uh, he mentioned, he's like, dude, I'm so excited to do your show. Like, this is it. This is the big time. We're really stepping it up, Did he baby. really say that? Yeah, I'm telling you right now. All right, well, call him back and tell him you can come in versus the phone then. <laughs> I told Phantom, I was like, dude, you get the president for... No, I was like, I'll talk to him. I'll do it, but it's on the phone. But no, dude, if he's really into the show, then bring him in. And legit excited to meet okay, us. Okay, then bring so. him. Then All bring. Right, we'll then, then, dude, if, if he's able to be here, then then I'll allow him to come in. <laughs> At first, I was like, dude, no, I'm not the president of the fair. I'm not sitting next to that guy and having to pretend when he can see my facial expressions. The disappointment of like, oh my god, the tractor pull. Tell us about that one, huh, Dale? <laughs> you know why? I'll tell you the real reason why I didn't want to be here. Because I'm going to get talked into like being on top of the John Deere when they pull. I'm, I swear to God. Stansberry, uh, we're doing a celebrity sack race. Can you come out I'm going to get swindled into something. I know it. He's going to come in here with fried treats. At least you a deal if you're listening. You better come in here with fried treats. And they're going to talk me into doing something I don't want to do. And that'll be cool, though. Talk to Dale tomorrow. We'll do that. Yeah. Start County Fair time. Good times. We've been passed out tickets. We'll continue to do that again tomorrow. Again tomorrow night, though, you'll be able to find me. I'll be at TD's. They're uh, Lake Cable Jackson location right next to three gringos and fiddlesticks there for the first Ohio State football game of the season. TDs is smart, so they put Coors Light on special. It's a $2 pint, and you get to keep the Ohio State pint glass as well. And we'll be getting you signed up for a pair of Buckeye tickets to a future game. It's been a while since I've been to a TDs. I uh, feel like maybe, I, maybe I'll make a little appearance there. See, uh, see Stansbury tomorrow night. There you go. 7.30 to 9.30, I'll be out there. For the first Buckeye game of the year, I'm also going to be doing Three Gringos' El Diablo eating challenge. Spicy. Uh, he says. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I mean, I like hot food, but apparently he says, I- I'm not going to time you or anything. I'll, I'll, like, I'll let you eat it. And he said, but uh, you're not allowed to have water when you do it. So I said, I said so this is something you're going to do? He's like, yeah. He's like, if you do it and you win, he's like, you get a $15 gift certificate. To three. Look out, baby! Like, Scott, come on, buddy. Like, buy one, get one free coupon, baby. Come on. I didn't have the heart to laugh in his face, but I did as soon as I got in the car. I was like, wow, that's pretty funny there. But I, uh, but I will be doing that. I'll be doing the three gringo challenge, sweating. I apparently, dude, he wants it Facebook lived. Um, I, you know, so I might need you there actually, dude, to, to like kind of get that done to facilitate that. They've got those blue margaritas. Yeah, which by the way, I guess they changed the picture size. Like they're bigger now. Bigger and better. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. It's interesting. So I'll be out there tomorrow night. TD's Tailgate Grill, Lake Cable location right next to Fiddlesticks, which actually, dude, I actually just ordered myself a new pool queue. 
Oh, there you go. And it just it came in the mail like two days ago. That's like my winter hobby. Like I play golf all summer, and then like in the winter, like I um I used to work in a pool hall when I was a kid growing up, and I just kind of have missed it. And I haven't been playing a lot since I'm uh, moving here. So I was like, all right, dude, don't have a stick. Let me buy one. Bought one online. Got delivered the other day. And so like uh, I'm just about to start getting back into my winter habit here. So I'll probably spend a few, you know a few hours there before the event tomorrow night. Summertime for golf. Wintertime for billiards. That's masturbation. Right. 365 days. 364. Excuse me. No Christmas there. 364 days out of the year. Uh, 363. I take Mother's Day off too. Valentine's Day. All right. Dude, yeah. Just cutting back. Yeah, yeah. That's an upstanding citizen over here. This guy. He doesn't masturbate three days out of the just year. Just 300 <laughs> cranking days. Just 300 of them in a row there. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. But Teresa will get you hooked up with a trip to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's at 11 o'clock. You guys have a great day. See you. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. People ask me all the time, Stansberry, where can I find a job that will supply me with enough money to pay my bills? Well, if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge is that place. They're a Trazac company, and they're looking to hire you. They're in North Canton, and they're looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand Medicare options and choose the plan that will be best for them. If you don't have your insurance license but would like to have one, Truebridge will help you get it, and for free. Truebridge will provide you all the training you're looking for to earn your medical insurance license, like I said, for free. If you want to know more, dial pound 250 and use the keyword TrueBridge. That's pound 250, keyword TrueBridge.